Howard from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from down under outside Brisbane in Australia. It's episode 110 of the Primetime Jukebox. Tonight, we talk about one song that will be used to define an artist and their career. And as always, the Primetime Jukebox is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary blend requires tobaccos that have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combine these beautifully bourbon barrels wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigars is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo Double H 12-year Vintage, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel Aids, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Minso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention, of course, JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars in Cuba, the leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it is one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamistron Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the JRE Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with JRE Tobacco, Julio Nelson Husto brought their very own brand to market and each contained the authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a wide variety of blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Limited Edition, and each represent that golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. They're available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every drawer. And we want to mention Tobacco USA, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo and Julieta, H. Chapman and Aging Room Cigars. Tobacco USA, great things are happening here. And finally, by Drew Estate. Dark, bold, and unapologetic, blackened cigars M81 by Drew Estate is an intense journey into the uncharted, deepest, and darkest, and heaviest depths of Maduro tobacco. It's a masterpiece collaboration between Metallica's James Hetfield, Sweet Amber Distilling's Rob Dietrich, and Drew Estate's Jonathan Drew. The all Maduro blackened cigars M81 by Drew Estate is rich and powerful, but beautifully balanced, offering tantalizing notes of leather, chocolate, and espresso that's perfect for life celebrations and times of reflection. You can find them at your Drew Diplomat retailer. And remember, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of shows, as well as the California studios for the Thursday Primetime show, sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate. Well, welcome, everybody. Primetime Jukebox, episode 110. We are at the beginning of October of 2023. Uh, this is uh, Will Cooper. I am in the black stage here uh, at the Perdomo Scott Studios. And I'm joined uh, on the other end of the world, as always, by my good friend and colleague, Mr. Dave Burke. Can I hear? Can we hear you, Dave? We can't hear Dave. 
Oh, good to see you. There you I, go. Okay. I, I'm, I thought I hit the mute button, but I must have hit right over it. No, no problem. I know I we had a couple little technical. No problem. I know we had a couple of technical glitches, which were on my end, oh. uh, getting this set up. So uh, I want to make sure everything was good. So we're all good there. All good. All good. So, yeah. So uh, a very like it's you know it's only been a week since we did the Metallica show. By the way, Metallica show. Thanks, to the audience. Again, we had a really great reaction to that show. So yeah. Uh, I love so, that show. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, so we had to thank our audience on that, and that shows out there. Uh, episode one hundred and nine. If you haven't caught it, well, we we dive into Metallica pretty deep actually with that, and uh, we explore the uncharted, deepest and darkest depths of um <laughs> of uh yeah with that. So uh, uh of of the M eighty one, not the M eighty one, Metallica in this case, it was Metallica. Yeah, it yeah. So uh. No, that's uh, so that's pretty good. Um, you know, if you're hearing this, uh, you heard that Jerry Ed. Um, I think I'm gonna be seeing mm-hmm. Husto Aroa from Jerry Tobacco on Tuesday. He's coming to Charlotte, so. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm gonna hit the event's a little far from me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make the hike to it. Uh, because it's a late afternoon thing, so it won't really interfere at work. Oh, nice. So, uh, no, so we have a we have a we have a big show. Um, this is a Dave concept that he came up with about a month ago. We haven't had a chance to do it yet and then we decided to put the metallica show in but uh we're gonna be talking about you know a song that defines an artist like and we'll get into the mm. what that means uh and it was this was i you know i always like some of these challenging exercises and uh you learn a lot from them and this was a lot of fun so oh uh, yeah no yeah. especially well we'll get to it but especially the artists that have a longer more varied career it's sort of like ooh, what do i what do i pick I found myself picking a lot of older artists too with this mm. because I thought it made the challenge more. I, I think I have a, a couple of more contemporaries, but for the most part, I was seventies and eighties with this one. Okay. Yeah. You went, you went back even further with some of them. I'm, I'm kind of everywhere. I think. Yeah. Mine. You were, you were very good with yours. Yeah. I wasn't as good with mine. Um, But, but I think we, like, I think I can see us, you know, doing these shows on a, you know, a series, we do it again. So, because we mm. only we only did twenty artists on this show, and there's you know, hundreds we could have did. So, oh yeah, yeah. So no, yeah, that's great. And we'll talk a little bit about the concept and stuff. But uh, yeah. yeah, be sure to check out cigarjukebox.com for reviews yeah. and things, and email us at cigarjukebox at gmail.com. Yep, you can go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, now, music news. We got a lot of music news to go through. Yes. So we'll kick we'll kick it off with with uh, T Swift and Travis Kelsey coop. Yes, we recorded the show last Saturday. Yeah, and when we recorded that show, I knew about this story. It had come out right, um, but we recorded the show on Saturday, and this thing exploded on Sunday because oh, yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chicago Bears had a national game, and. Swift Taylor Swift was at the game. Um, so I got two points I'm gonna make on this. First of all, I think <laughs> this is really good. Okay. Mm. It's good for football, it's good for music, it's a feel-good story to people getting involved. Like, you know, maybe they're having a relationship blossoming. Um, I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's mm. a bad thing at all, right? The problem I had is during that 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 Bears game uh, in the Chiefs, Fox just was more distracted with the Taylor Swift reaction to every play. Oh. That was the part I, that was just annoying. They did a bad job. I mean, I understand you guys show some of it, but it was a bad job with that. It was just that, that. Come on, guys. 
Well, Taylor Swift, as we know, is a football fan. She is an Eagles fan um, because she grew up Pennsylvania. Um, but so I think she knew, like, hey, I should go to this game because the Bears are terrible and they'll get me a lot of screen time because the game's going to be a blowout. Right. Um, I mean, I think that, I mean, the problem was, you know, I mean, Fox did a terrible job, but the Bears did a terrible job. Like, oh, the Bears were, that was a bad game, too, yeah. Oh, they were awful. And they play the Jets, Coop, and they play the Jets next. So if she goes to that, it's going to be. Did you hear what's happening at that? They they said there was a spike in tickets, like t- ticket sales and. Uh, oh, yeah. T- I can, oh, I yeah. Sales, but ticket, like value of tickets went up, basically. Oh, definitely. Know? Yeah, so I mean, I don't know people. She's you're not gonna see her, people. I mean, I I don't mean no, to be, but... you know, she because she left that thing and like like I was talking to Dojo last night, and she left in like a popcorn looking oh, yes. like thing like they, and look, I after seeing like guys like Steve Soccer and Carlito Fuente at the trade show who can't even walk to the bathroom without getting stopped. Oh, can you imagine? This Michelle Swift is a hundred times bigger than both of those. So I, mean... I completely. I'm sympathetic to that. Uh, yeah, she, uh, so it's like his jersey sales went up a bunch. And no, I love it. People love it. You know, Swifties love it. They'll get the, it's they'll a, get the Kelsey jersey, wear it to concerts. They'll love it. Right. I see people like, well, I really don't care reaction. I think that was, again, I think it's more of the product of the Fox, how they handled that, mm-hmm. than, than the feel. It, it's a feel, it's a feel good story. And, you know, there is a connection because uh, uh, Travis Kelsey is the brother of Jason Kelsey, who's the center That's for the right. Eagles. You That's know, it's right. one, you know, so um, it's, you know, it's a good thing. I, I, I don't have, I, I messaged Dave. I said, Dave, this thing was blowing up. It Love wasn't, it. We didn't, no one thought this was going to blow up the way it did, but it did. Um, so I loved it. I was happy for her. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for both of them. Oh, yeah. And you know what? It's good for this show. That's all. If, such well, a, if, if this Super this is going to be insane <laughs> if they are together and they go to the Super Bowl. Oh. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's good for the NFL, like, globally, because it's like she's not just popular there. Like, she's a world, like, one of the most well-known people in the world. It's like her, yeah. Beyonce. Yeah. Like, so it's good for But, I mean... I, I've been thinking of you a lot, Coop, when I hear people at ESPN, like some of the podcasts I listen to about it or about football and stuff. It's uh, I've been thinking of Coop's comments when someone goes on Facebook and writes like an eight paragraph comment on how they don't care about something. <laughs> exactly. And Coop's like, Coop's like, well, it looks like you care because so if you hear someone talk about how they don't care for like 15 minutes, right. it's like, well. Sounds like you care. It sounds like you care. If you're, <laughs> if you're taking it, it sounds like you care. Yes, that's my point on it. Exactly. Um, you know, when I kind of said I'm not watching the Giants anymore, you haven't seen me posting on the Giants. Like, I, <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, no. I think I think I'll come back. I'm not like I said, I'm not bad. Like, I'm not posting. I'll be like, actually, don't care. I'm going tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'm like, or like the, the games. The, I'm going out with my wife. It's a, it's a yeah, exactly. the person. The person that's like, I'll never watch him again, and then posts about everything that happens. In the oh, movie. yeah. Like, well, <laughs> I uh, I remember Barry Stein did that. <laughs> I'm oh. the NFL again, and he got roped right back in. I mean, ba- uh. I told Barry, don't do that. You're just going to set yourself up for failure. <laughs> so, I mean, and the NFL, really, to talk about just a little bit more about how great Taylor is, but and the NFL, really, with the Deshaun Watson stuff and his abusive women, and then like, you know, players 
getting suspended for like assaults and stuff like that. It's good to, for them to have like a good news story for once, like a story that's like something is, positive. Right. Yeah. That was my point is this is a positive thing to young people, you know, at the top. And Travis Kelsey's, you know, he's a great player as well. It, it Why is it? But it's Fox that screw you know, and I'm not a yeah. big fan of Fox Sports. So I'm going to be very honest with you. I think they try. I, I they're always Fox Sports is obsessed with this entertainment and sports thing. Yeah. Right? So they got all over it. And, but sometimes it, it is annoying, is what I'm going to say. And this it was very. I can honestly say yeah. it was annoying, but it didn't take away from the fact is I liked I liked this. Good. She's yeah. at the game. I'm glad she's wearing a jersey and she's having a good time. And everybody, you know, she's happy. She's making people happy. He's making people happy. What What is bad hey, about that? Right. Nothing bad there. Yeah, nothing so, bad there. yeah. So she um, her record, the 1989 Taylor version is coming out like it's already the the cover art's already up like it's already on iTunes to pre-order like that's coming out soon. Yep. And I don't think she's oh. doing this to promote records, guys. I mean, I heard no. that theory. No, I mean, she doesn't, she's going to sell enough records without it. Records. Believe me. No. No. <laughs> she might create a, more Kansas City fans and then sell more records is what I'm saying. I, I just want to say to the people that say that she's using the NFL to promote herself. Right. She had a concert, right? So tickets for her heiress tour in Australia at one point in time on like a Tuesday 12% of Australia's population was trying to get tickets to that show. Yeah, I remember you talking about 12% that. 12% of, yeah. of the whole country. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's Absol- insane. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I don't think she needs to. We. I don't think she needs a promotion. We did a Taylor Swift show with Seth a couple of years ago. It was like episode 32. And I was a little hesitant about it. Not, I just didn't know people in the cigar. I'm telling you, it was one of our most downloaded shows. That Fox, people were Swiss, people man. people wanted to hear that show, so you could tell me you don't like her or not, and you don't care. The numbers tell me, and I know our show's a small, it's a small sliver, I get, yeah. right? but yeah. I still sometimes it, it it does have a pulse on things sometimes, and the fact that numbers that, don't lie, Coop. Yeah. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So no, that's cool. Um. She actually turned down. Which is going to get into our next thing. She actually turned down doing the halftime show. She might have she turned, turned it down. down for that reason, though, but because yeah. it would have created a circus. Would have been that weird, might yeah. have been why she turned it down. Just keep that in mind. But that goes into our next yeah topic, which is uh, Usher at the halftime. That was a bit out of nowhere, wasn't it? Like none of us picked that. Well, no. In fact, when we had the odds and I put up the odds, Usher wasn't even in the top ten. So no. this one caught everybody by surprise, uh, but it shouldn't have. I guess it's you know it was Usher's time. Uh, so I, I was thinking about it, Coop. His last record was A in 2018. So it's sort of like Rihanna. Now Rihanna's a bigger star by far, right? But it's sort of Rihanna like where they have a popular artist because Usher's very popular, has been out of the studio for a while, maybe looking to release a couple singles or come back, and and here he is. Yeah, could easily uh, fit some guests in there with him as well. Yeah, it's a safer pick, you yeah. know. Oh yeah, um, yeah. yeah I safer think than it, Rihanna, even I think. To some extent, was safer than Rihanna. Uh, you know, I a. Uh, I put him in the cat. I put him in that you know modern R and B category. Yeah, I yep. put him in. Um, not a rap. He's not a rapper or anything like that. But you know, I think it was. I I didn't have a problem with the pick actually. I'm looking. Forward oh, it's to great. 
I yeah. am excited. He is a great performer. Yeah. I cannot wait. Much yeah. like Rihanna, I will be looking for updates on the halftime show. Probably not the game, depending on who's in it. Yep. But oh, so now, so you got odds on songs here, Coop. Yeah. So we'll cover. We'll we'll make our predictions in January. But I just want to say the odds are already out there. The favorite for the and the odds are for the first song he will play, right? And yes. I think when we do our Super Bowl show, we we always we'll talk try, about what we'll talk about that. But I'll just kind of let you know. I'll let you know the odds right now and some of the hits. Uh, yeah, is the favorite at two twenty five, plus two twenty five. Mm-hmm. My way is at plus two fifty. Loving this club is at three hundred. OMG is at three fifty. I don't mind is at four hundred, and so is DJ. Got us falling in love. Mm-hmm. At five hundred is you remind me and burn. At plus seven hundred is my boo, and at plus eight hundred is you got a bad. I think OMG at three fifty is good value. I think it's hard not to back. Yeah, though. I mean, uh, I think yeah, would, I, I think they're pretty good odds on most of these. Yeah, that's a tough one to not back that. Yeah, but uh, but like in saying that, <laughs> Rihanna started her set with "Bitch Better Have My Money," and right. I thought there was no way in the world, yeah, she would do that. And she did that, so you never know. I mean, I don't even. I would do the odds on that would have been crazy. So, I don't, yeah. so you never know. I heard the usher pick pen by a lot of people. Well, uh, what I'm tending yeah. to see is people my age have pen the pick. I think people my age they still want to see certain. You know, they wanted to see ACDC. I get it. I want to see ACDC, yeah. but I think you have to look at this as a global audience and global genre here. And this was a this was a very good and solid pick by the NFL. I mean, I can see some of that criticism being like, well, we just did a modern ad- artist last time. Like, can we do a different one? But, I mean, and us just got an extremely long uh, discography. Like, there's a lot of tracks there. Oh, yeah. This is a very, yeah, this is very good. I, I agree with you on that. And I think, see, Rihanna is Rihanna. Like, you can't bring guests with Rihanna because she's just a singular thing. Yeah. But I could easily see them fitting in some other R&B artists, like he's done stuff with Future. Maybe Future comes in. Like I can see a lot of different artists, like guesting on this one as well. Because so we didn't get many, we didn't get any guests last time. It was just Rihanna, which was brilliant. And uh, tonight I'll probably watch the halftime show again. I just watched uh, the other day. I just watched the uh, sign language of the halftime show again. Which yeah, I remember brilliant. you showed that, and that was oh, a really God. good good job by that. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. I don't want. I don't rewatch the game, but I rewatched the Rihanna halftime show. Uh, yeah, I remember Dave, uh, Dave wrote a great yeah. article on that, which I'll make sure I put in the notes here as well. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see uh, what Ash is like. Um, he's a great performer. He's got a lot of songs. I think it'll be really solid. Will it be like, you know, top ten? I don't know, but it'll be it'll be good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it will be as well. Uh, it's going to be in Vegas, too, so, you know, it is, it's oh, kind yeah. of like an entertainment mecca it's going to be held in. Um, so, yeah, I think it's good. I think I think expect, like, with Rihanna, maybe a Usher drop, dropping a couple singles sort of leading up to it. Maybe, like, she was on, she had a couple singles come out and being part of uh, the Black Panther movie. So maybe he puts out some new music. He didn't put out new music in forever. So it'd be He'll, he might be putting out some stuff kind of around then. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I can maybe still see if there's a guest appearance, and we'll talk about this in January, 
it will be a surprise short short yeah little, it will be not even a full song maybe and i i think what's to watch is if they do some pregame stuff too um you meet some of the other artists that were favored yeah that will come in with that so um but yeah they made the and the, it seems that the announcement gets made earlier and earlier every year yeah, this is quite early. Was it this early? Was Rihanna this early? I don't I remember, remember Rihanna was this early at all. I don't remember. It seemed like it was October. This Maybe. one, like week, th- this was week, uh, week three coming out with. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's quite early, but it's good though. Yeah. Um. Okay, now I looked these up. <laughs> we just blasted the album art for, for Happy Diamonds. <laughs> They listen. They listen. <laughs> it is terrible. It's being a terrible too. Okay, I, 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 I can't wait. I gotta get to it now. <laughs> I was gonna wait. <laughs> Here we I, go. I, I, I looked at um the uh the YouTube track that you talked about on yeah. um I think on Facebook. The uh yes, YouTube Atomic has dropped, uh, Atomic City. What what is with the album art of these bands? That album art is terrible. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. The song like the I, band... I like the song though. I do like the song, but the album art was terrible. The, it's like the band standing in front of the Epcot Center or something. Like I I don't know what is going on. Anyway. The the MLB stuff, A, I was it's an interesting combination there. They must have gotten a ton of money. Um it's better, but it's still it's still bad. Like the MLB uh, Hackney Diamonds album covers are a bit better. I mean, if you have a favorite baseball team, I yeah. Mean, so, so with the, yeah, they did MLB version. I'll actually pull this up here um, to see because they are. But I thought it was much better than. I, I, it's it's been better, but like that, Hackney Diamonds. That's why that Hackney Diamonds. Like, if you look in the like, look at the like that Hackney Diamonds in the corner there. Yeah, like that's so bad. Who designed that? Uh, um, I, I didn't get the it. The tongue with the baseball, that's okay. I, was okay. The, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, you know, they have a Phillies. The one. white vinyl. Yeah. Can you pull it? Yeah. But look at that. What is that? Rolling Stones. What is that? <laughs> Why is it in that font? What I, is going on? The font, you can see the hack. You can see it right there. I it did is not, terrible. Let me see if I can zoom in on that. I can't zoom in on that. All right. Um. Yeah, it won't let me zoom any further. But yeah, that's uh. Look, even I gotta be honest, and I, the art even on this was was like second grade. I mean, so bad. Could you have, even the we, cover? I, I mean, it's better, but it's like there's no thought put in this cover. It's just like, oh, put the team on there, and like, I I wish I understood why they're doing. I mean, I understand it. I don't really see a Phillies oh, I, or a, Pir- a, a Pittsburgh Pirates or, you know, I don't know. a Diamondbacks. Well, maybe Diamondbacks. I can see that one. Maybe they feel that they have this oh, one like was, the Baltimore one. You're not even trying. Like, it's just this was orange. like bad. I mean, yeah. Oh, God. I mean, love that Baltimore logo, though. Um, Oh, the, the iconic the Oriole. Yeah, love the it. Oriole's uh, great. I, I don't know if it's like they thought it was a big demographic crossover. And so they would sell a lot. I mean, the, the Rolling Stones would have gotten a ton of money. A ton yeah, of money. They would have. I but, agree. I mean, I think, like I said, I, I mean, look, I just saw what Abe the Babna did with the Tatawai NFT art. Right? Believe yeah. me, you, 
this guy could have did a better job than on the oh, better. Don't get me better, but not great is what I'm going to say about these. But I mean, I oh yeah, them. I agree with you. I totally agree. Um, but I could see if you're a Rolling Stones fan and you want limited stuff, you might even pick up a couple of these just as like collectors thing. Yeah, I mean, I could see maybe me getting the Phillies one. Like, go back to the White Sox one, uh, if you could. Yep. Yeah, look at that. Like, that requires no art. <laughs> like, it's just black and white. But the tongue is awful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I don't know what's going on. The font it. looks like, uh, what is Because they're like, trying to make it fit that, like, Hackney Diamonds font, which is right, terrible. Which is terrible, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to come more over to Dojo's side, most overrated band in the world. Like, I'm starting about, to move that how way. How about that? The Rolling Stones and U2 have new stuff coming out. Oh, Jesus. And Eric, I, I, I didn't mention it to Eric last night. I probably should have, yeah. But but the world may be coming to an end for him. Right? Well, between hey. that and how his Colorado teams have done. And oh, they've yeah, been awful. God. I mean, yeah, awful. How about, oh, how about Peyton? Like, blast the coach and then, and then like, and then, like, gets punked for seven. Look at that art, Coop. What yeah, is I was trying it? to pull it up here to show you. Is it that, is it the spear in Vegas or something behind? Like, um, what is going on? It was. What is going on? It was. That is lazy. such bad art. It was lazy. Yeah. It's so it's bad. Doing, yeah, I can't get the screen to the core. Oh no, it's yeah. That's but all right. It, yeah, but you can see. Uh, it's such bad art. It's so bad. Is that Larry? Is, is that Larry Mullen on there? I mean, like, yeah. Look at that. Hey. Yeah, and Adam Clayton. Yeah, look at that. I don't even recognize those two anymore. And why are you wearing a Ramon shirt? Is my other thing. I don't know. <laughs> because it's terrible album art coop. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Like look at the look at the like promo shot there of them just standing in front of the sphere or whatever it is. Like look it, at the, it, what, that's the album on? cover, right? That is gonna be the album cover. That's whatever. the album cover. Ooh. That is that you, why are you wearing a Ramon shirt? I mean I gotta what, what, why it's just like clip art. Like what is going on? Yeah. Um look, I will say this. It's been a long time since I've heard something from new from you two. That oh, I've yeah, liked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, it, yeah, go back to How Did This Band on Atomic Bomb 2004, 2005. Yep. The, Atomic City was really good. I thought it was a good song. Um, So let's see what the rest of the album is. Yeah, I'm probably not as high in it as you. I had to listen. God, I mean, for me, I mean, musically, it was solid. I just love, I love Bono's vocal. I'm like, oh, I love that vocal. Like, I, I, thought it, singing, I thought like, oh, I song, love that. I thought it was love good, it. And, and comparing it to the Rolling Stones, I thought it was better oh, lyrics. God, than the, Ro- Rolling the Rolling Stones. Stones lyrics was so weak. Um, with with you know, that's you know, that was the problem. We need, I- we need Coop, right? You and me, cigar jukebox, and all cigar and all the jukebox listeners here. We need to start a movement to like, you know, correct album art. Like, give me good album art. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? I get that everything's digital now, but you, what, what is that album art? This is uh, a band that did, like, Octune Baby, which is great album art. Yeah. Like, this is a band, like, Rolling Stones, Let It Bleed, Exile on Main Street, great album art. And they're giving us that? That. Like, what's happening? It wasn't clear to me, Dave, if this is a new studio album or not. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, that was I one part single. I wasn't. I haven't looked that much into it. Yeah. Um, but the art is so bad, Coop. It's so yeah, bad. It was. I can't argue. It's, it's like it. It's like if someone's like, "Oh, we'll just put this in here as a placeholder, and then we'll change it later," and they like never did. 
you don't. I mean, and and I don't know. I just I go back to Joshua Tree and Unforgettable Fire. You didn't need to put the band oh, on. Oh, great Joshua Tree album. Yeah. yeah. Why are we putting the band on there? Anyway. Yeah. I I I I am not disagreeing with you on this one. This was a uh uh total total agree with you on that. Um, the, I mean, the Rolling Stones and you too. It was like they said it's like they had homework, right? And their homework was to create uh, an uh, album cover. And they're like, oh, I got a month to do that. I don't need to do that now. I can do this other stuff. And they woke up one day and like, oh, my God, it's due tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> they made that. Oh, sorry, Coop. Sorry for all my ranting on album art. But I no, you know, it's all good. All good. I can bring fire to the table in the show. Yeah. I mean, these bands are worth like hundreds of millions of dollars. And they can't hire anyone to come up with anything better than that. No. No, that's what I'm saying. That. Abe got a great artist for the Tatooine NFTs. He could have this artist probably could have did a better job than what I saw. Again, I I think it was better. Those those MLB things were better, better than the Hackney Diamond thing. But that, I mean, again, it's not saying much. No, and then like the U2 one, like you and I could have done that. I mean, that's just like clip. Art. That's like Photoshop. Like, what yeah. is that? Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, I had to. I couldn't. I could not. Leave that album art go untouched. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't do yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's a lot of the music news. Like I said, I mean, new album wise coming out, I guess the big one was a Taylor Swift announcement of 1989, which is mm-hmm. going to sell like a bazillion copies. Yeah, um, a lot of people are trying to get fourth quarter albums in, and I think they're trying to get in in advance of that Grammy, those Grammy nominations, which will be probably later oh, this year. That's a good, yeah. good take by you. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, so otherwise, we'll talk about, there's some other new music we'll talk about when we get some new music yep, that yep. people will be interested in. Yep. But uh, Cigar News from YouCube. Yeah, and I said, I moved in the notes quiet week, but there was actually a very big story that broke yesterday, and that's not in the news. Uh, the FDA has announced they're going to appeal the decision. Uh, the, the decision All right. to start the demon regulations. So it was a surprise to a lot of people that the appeal was happening. Um, I can tell you that the lawyer... For uh, the cigar industry, thought it wasn't going to happen. I could tell you most of the, uh, the the trade associations thought it wasn't going to happen. In my mind, and I'm not a legal expert, right? I didn't see how they weren't going to appeal this, right? Um, in the U.S., for folks who again, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm just going to distill this. When you go to an appeal, it's it is not a retrial, okay? Uh, yeah. we, you don't have people making testimonies. You have some arguments that are presented, right? But it is reviewing the procedural things on how the law was applied. That's what this is going to be. Mm. And I always thought that this was like, why wouldn't they try to appeal that? Right. So, right. Um, it, so yeah, it's gotten appealed. We don't know much more yet. They could try to ask for an injunction by the judge to, to reinstate the, the regulations. That's a possibility is what I've been mm. told. Um, but we'll see. But yeah, there is going to be an appeal. So, and and this, this is not going and. This wasn't going away one way or another. So, right. Uh, the other one is um, this week a, a gentleman by the name of Conrado Placencia. He was the uncle of Nestor Placencia Sr. So it was Nestor Placencia's um, father's younger brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away. Um, I, thought, I was told he was 77. W- what you need to know about Conrado is, and they called him Don Conrado, is. Um, he ran Placencia's Honduran factory, Tobacco's de Oriente. So, um, and right. he, 
he was mostly focused on making brands for a lot of other people over the years. So a lot of those Honduran Placencia cigars, a lot of the Alec Bradley stuff came out of there that didn't come out of races. Mm. Cubanas. Um, the way he kind of got there is he came over from Cuba with Nestor's Nestor Senior and his father. And then when the Nicaragua they went to Nicaragua. And when the Nicaraguan Revolution happened, they emigrated to Honduras and set up shop in Honduras. And Camarado basically stayed there. And, you know, the rest of the family went back to Nicaragua. So uh, so it is one of the bigger. I didn't know him at all, but Mm -hmm. he so many people had cigars made by him that a lot of people knew who he was. So uh, he is the way this week. That was unfortunate. So. Mm. Hmm. Now, in a, you know, not an easy transition from that, but Developing Palettes <laughs> Review of the Week, The Poison Dart, which I have heard of and haven't really, I mean, I haven't had it, um, but it sounds like I need it, Coop. They loved it. Uh, the Coop team, the rest of the Coop team is very high on this, I'll tell you that, except for Loomis, right? But um, I know Bear and Ben and Nielsen are high on this cigar. Um. So, and this is James Brown's introduction to, not introduction, this is his first blend, let's say, with Matafina, Brazilian Matafina tobacco, which I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of Bear, and that Bear, uh, Dave. I'm not a fan yeah. of Matafina. And Bear, oh, you know, I mentioned Bear's name, is Bear was shocked I liked the cigar. I had it too, and I liked it. I was I was a yeah, fan I, of the cigar. Yeah, and, uh, well, apparently the folks at, which I've heard the nickname applied to them, Average Palettes lately, <laughs> but uh, uh, the team of developing, yeah, that wasn't me. Uh, the team of developing palettes was, I would say, lukewarm on it. They didn't trash it, but it, it it's, uh, there was, I don't know, two of them gave it a good. Two of them gave it a good. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think June liked it. June and Seth liked it. Yeah. I think it sounds like just a like dynamite it sounds like it is i really like classic it. classic james like full on full go i liked what he did it was you know modafina tends to be very earthy mm. um it kind of reminded me what espinoza did with it with this with the escuro okay yeah, I think they did a good job applying the brazilian modafina on that um that laranja squirrel blend mm. it's kind of different cigar like I like that cigar a lot because it had so much that the squirrel had so much flavor. Uh it wasn't that overly earthy, earthy wrapper I got from that. Mm. So uh yeah, the scores were Aaron five point five five. Uh then Surgeon came in at five point nine oh. Seth came in at six point five seven. And June came in with his, the, the score I see from him all the time is six point seven two. I I think mm. June has that six point seven two score like trademarked. Uh he, li- he liked it though. I mean, and they seem to like the fullness of it. The people that liked it, so I I really want to check it out because that's yep. what I love about the Blackwork stuff is that like yeah. full on strong full body cigar. So I'm yep. excited for that. Yep. Um, what do you smoke a coop? Yeah, I forgot to put it in the notes. Um, so, so w- tonight we're going to be talking about songs that have defined an artist, right? And I think we both picked c- cigars that have defined brands. Yes. Um, so I am smoking. Let's see if this will c- hold up here. Uh, I am smoking the Hoya de Nicaragua Antonio 1970. Uh, in my opinion, this cigar uh, actually really put Hoya de Nicaragua on the map. 
it was a game change. It's called the Game Changer by Manny because it was um a very one of the most full bodied cigars to ever hit the market when it mm. hit you know many years ago. So I mean, this, this cigar traces way back. I I'm forgetting the year it made it right now, and I should know that. Uh, I, I had this particular size in the house. Uh, it's the Grand Console, which is a, a mm. four and a half by sixty with that tapered, almost bullet like cap on it. Kind of a, right. another signature size. So I think Hoya, when I think Hoya de Nicaragua, I think Antonio, if I was doing word association, Antonio would come mm. to mind. Antonio is 70 in particular, and I picked this one. Nice. I uh, I picked the uh, Robocraft. So I'm going the Crow Magnet EMH. Yeah, I mean, that was a great pick. Yeah. Um, A lot of this, the, 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 the thing is like, we're so you're pretending. Like if 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 someone came to you and you said, "Hey, man, I love the band Led Zeppelin," and they go, like, "What are you talking about? What what band is Led Zeppelin? I have no idea what you're doing. What are you right. saying?" Then you would be like, "Oh, well, listen to this song. Like, what song right. did you pick to the?" Like, right. And if I and if someone said, "Like, I've never had Roma Craft. Like, what is this Roma Craft thing? Like, would I like it?" I would give them this cigar. I'd yeah. say, "Smoke, smoke this one." Yeah, no, I agree. In this, yeah. in both of these cases, these are foundational brands for both companies. Yes, it doesn't necessarily have to be a foundational thing either. But I think in both our cases, they were. And mm. like I said, I if I was kind of crit- critiquing your pick, there's no doubt it would have been Cro-Magnon. If there yeah. wasn't Cro-Magnon, you would have Aquitaine, and now they Aquitaine. have the new the new version of Cro-Magnon coming out. Um, you probably wouldn't have even had um Neanderthal or. No, Baca either. So yeah, All right, yeah I mean, a, it, yeah. Since so if I'm going to cigar smoker that's never had Roma Craft, and they're like, "Man, I've heard of this Roma Craft. What cigar do you recommend?" And yeah. I'm like, "Well, I want to give them the best idea of what it's like." I would say this one. So a little different with mine, okay? Because and I'll tell you why. But I still would pick this as my cigar. If someone wanted a Hoya de Nicaragua, I said, "Hey, I've never had a Hoya de Nicaragua. Tell me what it's all about." I'm like, "Well, this is the the cigar I would give you, right?" Yeah. However, okay, my son-in-law happens to be a fan of the Numero Uno, mm. and I gave him the Numero Uno. It's more of a gateway cigar, but it wasn't my son-in-law asking me, "Hey, uh, oh, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. to Nicaragua." You know, it was like me saying, "This is a cigar that fits fit your palate more." Um, mm. So, in some cases, I think if someone doesn't know the brand and you you want to give them kind of the gist, I in it. This is the way to do it. The other way I kind of put it is like word association. Like if you, yeah. if you, and, and if I mentioned company, what cigar comes out, you know, yeah. same with the art. Or I mentioned the artist, what's the first song that comes to mind? So I think that yeah. kind of plays into it as well. Yeah. And, uh, and so what we did was we picked, like, if you had to, um, describe an artist to someone that had no idea what the artist was like and want to know, like, well, what's that artist like? What's the one song? You could play that would give them a good idea. Yeah. Uh, which, like, for some of the bands and artists I have, was like, oh, like, immediately a song came to mind. But for some of them, and we'll get to some of them that had such a varied career, but not just a varied career, but like a long career where they went to a lot of different genres of music. It's like, ooh, well, how do you, like, this song kind of sounds like the early stuff, but not really the late stuff. And it's like, well, how do you, so some of it, Took, took was a lot harder than I thought, but it was really good. It was really, I mean, it was really, int- it was fun to think about why I would pick songs that I picked. And I think, like, what Coop said in his notes, too, 
is that these aren't necessarily my favorite songs. No, I, yep, exactly, yeah. Some are, but they not, aren't necessarily, and, and they aren't necessarily the most popular ones. I mean, some right. are pretty close. I mean, most would be in the top five, probably, but some are a bit deeper cuts, I think. Um, I don't know, Coop. I mean, how did you approach it? Yeah, you went deeper cuts than I did. I didn't go deeper cuts uh, unless I mm. thought it was necessary. But I think it with my 10 artists, I didn't need to go with the deeper cut. Um, like I said, it's a really good exercise. Um, one, So I was curious after I picked my artists, I went and made my picks. And one thing I did, and I'm going to reveal this as we go through this tonight, is I went to Spotify and I wanted to see how the Spotify downloads coincided with this. Um, and kind of compared that. Like, okay, if this is the song that defines the band, is this the song that gets the most download? Like, and in some cases it was, and in some cases it wasn't. So uh, I, I kind of thought that was interesting to see how that... It's a little tricky sometimes with Spotify because of... um, I think sometimes some of these... But, when it's edit, edited versions and stuff. So it's not an exact science, keep it in mind. But at least we'll give you a gist of it, you know? Uh, and when we edited versions, some have radio edit versions, and so that counts yeah. separate. Yeah. So that's a little tricky with that. Um, And I mentioned that Dave actually took one of my bands that I wanted <laughs> to use, and he happened to pick the same song that I would have picked. So it's pretty cool. I'm not busted on Dave. I actually thought it was really good that he did that i'm like all right he was thinking exactly what i did with this uh and this band we've, has been, a doing show, we've been doing the show too long together coop that's what yep. that means yep exactly all right well i'll be interested to hear that that spotify piece about the popular yeah I yeah and that. i will tell you i have i did it for yours as well i looked all yours up i didn't put them in the notes because i'm having a little element of surprise with it but i have the i have i have all the results uh here so uh, some were very surprising picks as well as just say by Spotify down. I said some of the Spotify downloads were head scratching to me. So that's really? why I don't know how I don't know how accurate it is, but it's it's yeah. a slight barometer. Yeah. Yeah. I think like um, I said, multiple versions of songs affect this sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, let's get let's kick it off, Coop. Who's yep. let's uh, let's start you with number one here. All right. I'm going artists is the Bee Gees. And the song is staying alive. Um, you know, here's the thing. The Bee Gees, well, they not they're not a true disco band. Okay, because like there was a disco period they went through. Yes. They absolutely define the disco era. There's no way around it. Uh this song is so synonymous with the movie Saturday Night Fever. It's so synonymous with John Travolta's iconic strut down 86th Street, which is a major thoroughfare in Brooklyn where he goes into Lenny's Pizza and he gets this. Yeah. Um, but to me, I think everyone, if I, again, I think word association when it comes to the Bee Gees, even though there's a song called Night Fever, which was very popular, I think Staying Alive did the whole, you know, that whole thing. It was the whole, it was that opening song. It got you into Saturday Night Fever. It was the opening track to the Saturday Night Fever album. It had a very much of a, of a sound that defined the disco sound in 1977, uh, and uh, it's you know it's a it's a legendary song. So uh, I went with that as my pick. 
Now, well, before you can counter ahead. that or not, you know, if you disagree with my picks, let me know, by the way. I find it, I don't know, I find it amazing. I, what's really interesting about that song, which you touched on, which is unlike a lot of songs for me, oh, maybe one, is, is that it's not just that that song was a song, but it was tied into the movie and tied in, like it had, it kind of had a life of its own. You know what I mean? Like a cultural significance beyond just a song. So, yeah, it's hard to go past that, isn't it? You know, 86th Street is a marvelous street to walk down in Brooklyn, okay? Uh, you have overhead train tracks, right? And then you have businesses on each side of the train tracks. And, you know, so like I said, Lenny's Pizza is pretty famous. He's eating the pizza. And I've walked down 86th Street. Now, I have not strutted like John Travolta. But like, <laughs> wow, as I walk down 86th Street, that song's somewhere in my head. I'm not going to lie to you. So Hoop struts down, uh, struts down PCA. That's how it <laughs> struts down. Yeah. Um, my first one. Let's just. Get oh wait, it out wait, of the Dave. Way. Before you go, okay. before you go, Dave. Yep, yep, I want to yep. reveal the Spotify. Oh yeah, sorry. Yep. So oh, it's Spotify be same, agreed no? with my pick, and eight hundred and eighty-nine yeah. million downloads it got. Jesus, that was number one on Spotify. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. To be honest, yeah. yeah. So, so we go to you now, and this was a big, oh well, the surprise artist and surprise pick. So. Um, let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> and that is Dolly Parton with now now there could be some I, I there could be some pushback here. I picked Jolene. Uh-huh. Because for for me that song has it all. It's incredibly well known. But it's also got like kind of that golden era of her vocal, which is sort of that seventies era. Um so you got a great vocal, you have feminist themes, you have a bit of country, but it's also a bit of rock, and it's a great crossover song. It's been covered by a ton of people, and I think it really gets across her sort of personality, like Dolly's personality. Um, I think people could quibble. I mean, you could say possibly uh, 9 to 5, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um but I don't see I'll always love you. I don't even I don't think I picked that one because it's not like she did a ton of ballady songs like that. So I don't know if it's quite reflective of her career, I guess, yeah. but it's very popular. So I don't think this will be the most popular song. I didn't look what the most popular song was. Yep. I have it. So I, yeah, mean, I mean, what do you think, Coop? Like the I got. So I, I went with Jolene because I thought it was it kind of right. ticked all the boxes. Yeah, so Spotify agreed with you. Five hundred and forty oh, million. It? Yeah. Really? But but it was one of the closest ones. Like nine to five was also over yeah. five hundred million. It was very close with the two. However, I think it's Jolene, it, without a question, that you made the right pick here. And just go to that rock and fall hall of fame induction. Who the, the that song was picked as the closing song for a reason for Dolly Part. Uh, it's her signature song. Yeah. I uh, mean and it's it, 95 may have had a little more commercial yeah. success at times, but no, th this was the right pick, and this was the right pick here. Yeah, I, I cleared it. I spent a while trying to think. <laughs> that was a tough one. But, really. but the fact that it was so close, when I saw how close it was on Spotify, it's interesting that you said that, yeah. But that was a very close one on Spotify. Ooh, I love this band. We haven't talked enough about this band, by the way. Uh... Oh, the, the band is Chicago, uh, and I have, as their definitive song, Saturday in the Park. Mm. So I'll be very, very transparent. This is not my favorite Chicago song. Uh, if, you, if you ask me, 
what my favorite one is feeling stronger every day is to me my number one. Uh, this one may be in the lower part of the top ten for me, but there's no doubt that this song was like this was Chicago through and through. It was that that horn. Those horns just come out so beautiful in this song, which is what Chicago brought to the table over the years is how they incorporated a brass element into rock music. And and this song, I really think a lot of people, you know, that whole thing, just Saturday in the park is it, just it, it, mm. it's very catchy. The, the title sticks with you. It's a good song that got airplay. Like I said, maybe not my personal favorite, but it's a very, very good song here. Um, you know, Chicago in later years changed their sound. They became more of an adult contemporary band. Yeah. Um, and I, it was funny. Ironically, Peter Cetera, who was starting to move him in that direction, leaves, and they go further in that direction without him. So, um, but yeah, this was. I, I think this is Chicago, uh, for sure. Now, go ahead, Dave. I think my. Oh, I know. I love. I can't. I mean, yeah. I oh, have very. Sort of casual Chicago fan, so because uh, I love the like early Peter Cetera yep. kind of years, so I can't. Um, I mean, I'm not even gonna try quibble with the song because I don't know the band on the same level you do, but uh, I I think I I think the number one song is is the one I love the most. Um, that I mean. You got well. You're my. It was. A, you're my inspiration. There's that one. That's a great song. I mean, that could be. That could be more in the adult. It's more in the adult, but I. If you that leave, was, I was if seventeen. You leave me I now, that, that was number one. Uh, that's my. I love. If song. you leave me now, it was the Spotify number one. Yeah. So it did. But it, I don't. It, I don't know if little, I pick it though. Uh, to me, like I get feeling stronger every day is the best song they did. But mm. some of these other ones are, in my opinion, again, we're going for what defines the band. I don't know that sort of feeling stronger every day defined who Chicago was. Like some of the songs you just mentioned. Mm. Even You're the Inspiration I, was a big part because it ushered in that whole adult contemporary era. But I know people like that, that song had the horns are underrated in that song. I know people use You're the Inspiration as a wedding song. So it was a big wedding song people uh, were using back in the 80s. But yeah, If You Leave Me Now, like I don't remember how close it was, but If You Leave Me Now was number one by Spotify. Now I got a question for you. Because uh-huh. Satara leaves the band, right? Uh-huh. And then who picks up vocals for the band? It's like the bassist or something. Uh it was Bill Champlin and Deation Schiff, who was the bassist. Yeah. And uh Robert Lamb. Those three. So I was thinking about this because I was gonna do A C D C and then I didn't. What I mean, how do you feel like doing this activity with like a band that's had multiple lead singers? Like say like Van Halen or something. I mean, it's pretty tough. It's tough. Um, you know, Genesis went through three lead singers. Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has not been very kind to bands that have done that. No. So if you look at bands that have done that and have a lot of churn, they don't. They've gotten. They've eased up on it in recent years, but for a long time they didn't like that. Um, I think you get one. You get one mm. kind of chance to do it. You don't get a sec. The second chance, you don't get it. Okay. Um. So, a like, great example is like in excess. Hutchins mm. dies. They ha- yeah, they had a couple mm. fill-ins, but they eventually it's JD Fortune, and then mm. they kick JD Fortune out, and they bring in a third guy from Ireland who was terrible. Right. 
Van Halen had the same problem when they decided to kick, you know, when Hagar went separate. They bring in yeah. Gary Sharon, who seemed like this was going to be a dream match made in heaven. It was a disaster, right? Mm. I don't think people, I think they'll give you one. They won't give you a second. Because I mean, because I was going to do ACDC, but then I was like, for my song, I really liked the Bob Scott era, but it's like, ugh. So I, I ended up just like, I'm not going to do it. It's but a tough, it that would have been a tough it's one. It's hard. Because cause I hate to say it, Dave, Brian Johnson still probably is, mm. because Back in Black was so big. Oh, it's no. Hard, I mean, it's hard to yeah. probably, Brian Johnson, you have to probably pick a signature song with him. Oh, no. I mean, I think if if someone wanted, if you said to somebody, hey, what's this ACDC band like, right. play a song for me, they'd pick something off Back in Black, I yeah. would imagine. Oh, yeah. But I just love that stuff so much. Um, yep. This is interesting. So I went with the National. Yeah, this was an interesting one. Yep. Uh, I think because they're going to tour Australia soon, so they're sort of on my mind. Um, yep. They have a lot of albums out. I picked Blood Buzz Ohio, mm-hmm. which is a track of theirs. I was going to think of something off their first record, Boxer, but mm, I couldn't really. The thing with Blood Buzz Ohio is they have that really like snappy really punchy percussion which is what Desner brought to the Folklore and Everlore records when he produced them. It had that sort of if you listen to those tracks in the background it has a very punchy percussion which is sort of what he's known for with like kind of like keyboard and and stuff around that. Um, And Matt's voice. I think Matt's voice on this the, the lead singer I think his voice on this record is probably some of his best stuff. And so, interesting. So yeah, if you're interested in the national, I'd probably play that. That because it's a bit, it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, I think it's very indicative of where the band sort of ultimately headed. Um, but yeah, I'd pick that one, Blood Buzz yeah. Ohio. Well, Spotify did not agree with you on this one. <laughs> I they they had as like, number one. That, yeah, so they had, you want you want to guess what their number one was? Uh, oh, probably something off Boxer. I don't want to say fake empire. What was it? I need you. I need my girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One hundred fifty-two million. It wasn't a lot of downloads, but again, sometimes these download numbers are skewed by different releases. Yeah. So, um, I wouldn't. But yeah, it was I need I need my girl? Was it? Uh, I like your pick better, by the way. Just so you know, uh, they gave me anything. Bit rockier. I mean, the other thing too, it's hard to pick. You want something with a bit of punch, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I want to get a little, you know, a little national stuff. Yep. Oh, yep. I'm interested in this coop. This must was this hard? Was this what, next? This one was, was a hard very coupe? hard one to pick. Okay, and I picked one, yeah. and I'll explain why. Um, it's Love it. so we're going to the Queen of Disco, Donna Summer, mm. and the song that defines her, I think, is "I Feel Love." I was mm. torn on this one and "Love to Love You, Baby." I was very mm. torn on this, right? Um, I think "Love to Love You, Baby" made Donna Summer a name. I think mm. there was some, obviously, some of the moaning and you know, the whole thing, and it did. Mm. But if I had to look at the song that I felt was the signature, the the, the what defined the Donna Summer sound, it mm. was that Giorgio Morota, which um, this was mm. such that Giorgio Morota since pop, I feel love, which I have said, I have said, is. The greatest disco song ever created. There is, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, yeah. You know, this is the greatest disco song ever created. Is this is no way around it. Um, and so yeah, that was my pick. 
However, oh, here we go. What Spotify didn't agree with me on this one. Boo! And I was shocked. Oh, they, had. they had a nice song, but I again, the two I picked weren't there. Uh, Hot Stuff at 139. Oh. Uh, which kind of that was a song that it got a little more of a rock edge it had uh, for Donna's mm-hmm. song. Nice song, but again, do I think of hot stuff as I would? This is where downloads don't equate to what we're talking about here. Yes, yes, um, yes, right, yes. right. So you know, I mean, this is a completely different. Wow, there's a giant moss that just flew in here. Uh, ah, so uh, I'll we'll get see attacked if, by birds. Coop's gonna get attacked by. We'll moss. see if this moss comes over here. Yeah, because of the light. But yeah. Um, I don't think it's a nice song. I don't think this defines Donna Summer because this was kind yeah. of more of an that song was more of an offshoot she did, but it's just I, I thought it was an interesting comparison to do this. That's why I did it. So I just wanted to see where 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 our heads were at with this. Mm, mm. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Um yeah. this is I think this was the hardest one for me. Which oh. is uh Taylor Swift. Yeah. I this was a hard one. It'd be like if you you know, it'd be like if you picked David Bowie or something. It's like well they they changed genres so many times. Like she was country and then pop and now she's sort of both and it's sort of like, what do you pick? Because her newer stuff is is I think some of her best work she's put out in the last three records. But it's like was that indicative of the album her career? Like it was hard. Um, so I went back and forth. I ended up going with uh, Love Story. Okay. Which I think is off of Fearless, I believe. Right. Um, so I went with Love Story, and the reason I found it very difficult, and the reason I ultimately went with that one, is I think it's a good country pop crossover. It has good writing, and it's kind of showing her, you know, more pop edge. Um, and I think it gives you an idea of what she's like. I mean, is it totally define her career? I don't know. But I think if you play it for somebody, it gives them a good idea of like what Taylor Swift is like. Now, she's gotten a bit. I think she's everything. Her writing, the music, her singing, everything's gotten more fine tuned and better over time. But um, I think I think that's the uh, I think that's the one I would pick. Love story. Um, you know, this one I disagreed with you on a bit, but you're the Taylor Swift expert. I'm not. Okay. Um, the one I picked and you disagree, you'll probably disagree with me on this. I picked, um, with this one, I had, we are never get ever getting back. We are yeah, yeah, never yeah. ever getting back together again. I thought it was a kind of, that's what she was starting to bridge from over to pop. Yeah. I still thought, felt it kept some of the country fans in, in check with that. Uh, you know, and it got her some Grammy nominations and stuff, right? It, um, so I mean that's just my pick. I you're you're much more an expert on this than I am. Um, but Spotify disagreed with both of us on this one. I'm, I'm sure they did. Uh and they went with blank space with one point five billion downloads. I don't jeez. See, so okay, I thought of both of those. Yeah. Well, not a bad picky. They're all not no. bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Blank I think with blank space, I I didn't go with anything off of 89 because it's just too poppy for me. Yeah. It's like, well, you don't really capture any of that country right. stuff from before, which is quite popular. Yeah. So I don't think it's really captures that. Uh, but yeah, I could see your your one, the never getting back together. I think that would that's a good one as well. Yeah. Sort of in the same vein. Probably yeah. a bit 
uh, more poppy than this, but but yeah. So that's my that's my T Swift. That was a very hard one. I was tossing. Oh, the hard one. Like I said it's a so. hard one to do. Yeah, because there's a lot, and when you get into artists that kind of change genres, it gets more difficult. Yeah. Uh, especially when you've had success in both of these areas. Yes. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Um, but that was my hardest one. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. See, I love this pick, and I would go. I love it. Your next one here. Yeah, I wanted to put Brian. I for some reason I wanted to put Brian Adams on the list. Hey, why not, man? Why not? Um, another case, not my favorite song, but uh, to me this was a no-brainer. Yeah, I think Adams, yeah. the song is Summer of 69, uh, yeah. which I think Summer of Six, Heaven and Summer of 69 is what really made Brian Adams a big star off that Reckless album. But, you know, Run to You to me is one of the greatest Brian Adams tracks ever done. Uh, but this, you know, I think this song, this song really what I think happened with this song uh, and Heaven, which came out right before. But I still even though Heaven went number one on the Billboard charts, this mm. one went number two. I think this one had such a reach. Of people, uh, it appealed to the Brian Adams fans. It appealed to new fans. It appealed to the adult contemporary audience. Uh, well, Heaven maybe just kind of too soft a song sometimes to have that type of an appeal. Mm. Um, and I know a lot of people might have picked um the song uh Everything I Do I Do It For You, which was mm. a huge hit. But to me, it was Summer of '69 was the definitive. It it gave me enough of that Brian Adams edgy, the raspy vocals, yeah. you know. If you want to know, it, you know, this was the song. And I'm happy to say it. Spotify agreed with me on this one. Oh, uh, yeah. They uh, uh, it was by the way, over a billion. There were over a billion downloads with this one. It's an iconic song, man. It, it, it surprised me how many downloads. Like, you know, think about Jolene had about half of that. Right. So it did mm. surprise me. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, uh, Spotify agreed with me on this one. No, I mean, it's a classic pick. I don't know what I I, I mean, I hear what you're saying with the other songs, but. Um, I think this is a like you're you're right on with that one. Yeah, I, I like I said, I think uh, the one probably people would have challenged it with is everything I do, I do it for you. To yeah, me, it was a, it was, a, it was a overplayed soundtrack song yeah, it from was Robin. Oh, it just was like heaven was heaven. I told you was the theme of my uh, well, it wasn't the theme of my prom. It was the theme of uh, my friend's prom. Actually, we were one night. Yeah, all. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, because we were two high schools and they picked heaven. We picked one uh, one more night. So. Oh, um, that's right. I, I showed I you the glass. Song. Yeah, I showed you the glass, actually, and everything. But uh, oh, the companion school, and that, my sister ended up going to a companion high school, which they were so close to each other years later, and the prom glass looked exactly the same, but it was purple with heaven on it. Oh, nice. Yep, yep. Nice. So, so, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so Brian Adams, uh, <laughs> who I thought had a decent comeback album last year, by the way. He did. Yeah. He did. De- decent that. job. He He's a guy for a long time that had, like, you know, he was just done, in my opinion. He just spent, like, but yeah. he came back. He had a nice comeback album last year. You know who had an amazing comeback album? Bruce Hornsby, when he did his comeback album a couple years ago, that was great. He, he did, yeah, yeah, um, really good. did. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think this is, I, I, I really think Rock and Hall of Fame, you need to start looking at Bruce Hornsby. He is, he is Hall of Fame material. You think so, surely. You anyway. know, you would, but you know how they are. Uh, so yeah, it'll yeah. be early next yeah. year. Well, I mean, they did a good job two years ago, and then this year they screwed it up. So they don't like the '80s, Coop. I don't know what it is. It's like '80s, sort of like anything. I mean, I know Duran Duran and that, but like you almost have to go in kicking and screaming if you're from the '80s. Almost Duran Duran had his '90s 
punch that gave that got him in. And then I think they had a good comeback, which helped. Um, yeah, but you're right. They, they have not been very kind to the 80s bands at all, unless you were at a certain level. You'd have to be like astronomically good. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent right. Um, the next one was very hard too. I went with Beyonce. It's like Jesus. What what song do you pick for Beyonce? This was really hard. This one, I I gotta get. This, I, 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 but I think you made a good pick here. By the way, I went deep cut because the thing about it is like you have to have. You gotta think about her Destiny's Child stuff too, Coop. I mean, really, you got yeah, all the Destiny's is, Child stuff. Right, and it's, that's totally. Even though Spotify may do it differently, but this ain't Spotify yeah. downloads. We're looking at what the final. I thought you might go Destiny Child with some of that stuff too, which I think would be hard. Valid, yeah. Because you had the Destiny Child stuff, and then she went solo, and you know, was very, very great R and B. Like, okay, great, 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 and then she released her self titled Beyonce record, which is sort of a reboot for her, which is why it was titled Beyonce, and you had far more. Like it's kind of like straying into like hip hop territory with like she's rapping. I mean, not very on that, but on later records, she's rapping a bit more. It's way more. Uh, it's a it's a lot more powerful writing. It's a lot more of of her and her sexuality and power and feminism and race. And it gets the writing gets like on another level. And I know she doesn't write her songs. She kind of helps out and brings in a lot of people, but but she's she owns it and she's really like, you know, you have formation. And so she's kind of propelled in this different area. So it's like, well, how do you sum it all up? And so I tried to pick a song that had kind of bits of everything, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I picked Partition, which is off of the Beyonce record. Uh, and it, it has some some rap in it. But it also has some uh, more R&B kind of bridge sections where she can show off her great voice. Um, it's a it's an ultra sexy song with some edge to it, which that sort of context she's going to amp up to eleven on like her last like Lemonade and then her last three records Renaissance. Like she really just like blows that out. Um, so I think. Partition for me would be like, what's beyond? And it's, I mean, and it's hard because, you know, I thought EXO off that record too, but it doesn't showcase that kind of rap element really. But it's a, it's very good showcase of her music and singing. And so it's, I went with Partition, but it was hard. <laughs> I don't know. I thought this was a really good pick, Dave. And I think you had a lot of the similar problems you had with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Too. But this song and this album, I looked at it uh, very much. It was a bit of a of a crossroads album for Beyonce. I think yep. this song in particular, you see Beyonce get a little more edgy, you know, a little more like a kind of the bad yep. girl vibe comes into yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Song. Uh, and I, I, you know what? I think it's very representative of her career in a lot. Of, not, not that, not that she's a bad person, or anything, but you know no. what I'm saying. She got a little more edgy. Destiny Child out yeah. of town, and now she's going into this type of sound. So, um, I had no problem with it. I thought it was just a good pick, actually. Um, on that, man, it's uh, hard though. What I, I'm, I'm guessing Spotify ain't ain't agreeing with that. No, Spotify. <laughs> uh, Spotify went with Halo. Yes, that is a great song. It's a great song. I didn't have a problem with that one either. I think this is one where, um, 
you know, you're looking at, um, you know, and that's from what's that the third album it's from, I believe. Yeah. 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 Um, didn't really have a, that's the, uh, I am Sasha, right? Yeah. I mean, that I thought I, of, I thought of, I thought of, uh, put a ring on it as well. See, but it's I like, thought of, mm, single lady, you mean single lady? Single ladies. Yeah. I was like, mm, it, but is know. that the is that when you get into a sound that wasn't representative of the Beyonce sound? No. I, yeah, that's so, kind of where I went with that. It's a nice, great song, but not necessarily what again. You're not necessarily picking the best song. You're not necessarily picking your favorite song. You're picking what is representative. And I think I think Partition was a really good pick. Both Partition and Halo are good picks. Don't get me wrong, but uh, Partition I really like that pick because you're kind of playing it safe and you you, you get a couple different angles with that. Yeah. So no, yeah. so that's that was uh that hard one, but it was a good one. Yeah, one point three billion downloads, by the way, Dave. Yeah. Man, her man. Yeah. I mean you think of all these artists, right? Like Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Madonna, who I didn't put on this list, but next time I will. Um yeah. God, that would be hard. Um yeah. and like Rihanna outsold all of them, which is insane. Which is insane, um, yeah. Yeah. Now this next one, I'm interested. Was this a hard pick for you? This next one? No, it wasn't. Although if you asked me for my favorite one, it would be hard. Yeah, but this song yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. hard for this artist. Um, the artist is Billy Joel, and the song is Piano Man. The reason yeah. is simple: Billy Joel is the Piano Man. Yeah. Okay. This song was a it was a semi autobiographical song. He he got the name the piano man. It was so signature that mm. Billy Joel piano. To me, um, it established Billy Joel. This was off his second album, Piano Man. Yeah, it's established yeah. Billy Joel as a not just a songwriter and musician, but a storyteller. Um, and so this one wasn't a hard pick at all for me. Now, if I was mm. going favorites, there are other songs I like. Oh, I mean, if you ask me, the favorite song it's Vienna, hands down. Vienna is my favorite. Vienna is one yes. of my favorite songs of all time. Um, so uh, you know, I I I thought about my life for a little bit. I thought possibly mm. going going with my life, or uh, or um, what do you call Anthony's song would have been the other one. Mm. Uh, but to me, yeah, I thought about it, but in, in the end, it was like it had to be the Piano Man here. Um, like I said. Billy, this is he is the piano man. That's what my daughter called yeah. him the piano man for years when I was listening to Billy Joel. She would call him Billy. I don't think she knew his name until she got older. Can you put the piano man on? Yeah, I mean that that's how it was. Um, and uh, Spotify agreed with me. Uh, oh yeah, seven hundred fifty-seven million downloads, but it was closer than you would think. I forget what the others ones, but it was closer than you would think. But Spotify, yeah. I gotta tell you, Coop, seventies. That whole era up to eight, 1980 with Billy Joel. I mean, look at some of these records. Glass Houses, The Stranger. Yeah. Yeah, Piano Man, like you said. I mean, uh, he's, you know, he's really... You have 50 Seconds. 50 Seconds Street. Street. It's really on... Because like, it's squeezed in between Glass Houses and... Um, the Stranger. And, and The Stranger. But 50 Seconds Street's a brilliant album, yeah. Uh, oh. And then it changed a little in the 80s for him. Um, like he, he kind of went up and down a little in the eighties. He had a couple of, he went through a little bit of a, like when Bridge came out. He was that was, uh, mm. uh, so, uh, but um, but yeah, for the most part, uh, and then his final album was a great album, by the way, uh, The River of Dreams, which 
but that was his last. He hadn't done an album in thirty years. He hadn't done a new studio. That's album. A, that was a big record, if I remember correctly. River Dreams when it came uh, out. River Dreams. Yeah, in the, the, whole, the song was anyway. The song was the album's unbelievable. Um, and you know that that song that album came out in the whole precipice of the grunge era. Yeah, uh, and in a lot of ways, I I think Billy Joel. I think he saw this. This is my opinion on Billy Joel. He yep. saw what was happening in the in the music business, and he did not want to go the route of maybe what happened with Phil Collins, where he no longer yes. was getting the radio airplay. And I think he wasn't going to write songs if he wasn't getting that radio airplay. And I yep. think he stepped down, and he's not retired from the music, and he just stopped making studio albums. I think, and he, he picked it at the right time. I really do. I, I respect sort of, him. Very John Elway like. He's like going out on top, man. Yeah. Like the song's good, I'm out. Yeah. But yeah, the, I think my favorite record is Glass Houses though. I think that'd have to be mine. I think it's a very that was a new wave. That was more of a new wave album. Um it's it's an interesting album. It's actually one I would actually consider for album archaeology. Uh that first side is incredible, by the way. Uh mm-hmm. second side wasn't as strong, but but that first side's as good a first side that I've seen. Mm. If you had, what's your is your favorite um Stranger or what's your favorite? 52nd Street. 52nd Street? Yeah, Stranger's second, but 52nd Street's first. And then I would probably put uh, Glass Houses third. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But Stranger's See, very good, too. Stranger's very Rolling good. The Stone, end is on Stranger, yeah. Rolling Stones, U2. Now, that's album art, my friend. Yeah. Glass Houses, The Stranger, that's great stuff. 52nd Street is great Yeah, album art. Uh, River anyway. Dreams is uh, Christy Brinkley artwork, too. Is it? Yeah, Christy Brinkley did that. Yeah, it's a whole... It's pretty good. Kind of that vision, yeah. That's when, uh, you know, before before she realized he had no more money anymore, and she left. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I've been going very, uh, contemporary the last couple. I'm jumping back. I'm going Rolling Stones. Coop. Yep. The people were blasting, putting on blast for the album art. Is uh, I went now. This was a little bit tough, but this song, I was like, ooh, it's got. I thought, give me shelter, maybe. Um. I thought maybe you can't get what you want, maybe. But I would sympathy for the devil mm-hmm. is my song for Rolling Stones. Um, it was almost a no-brainer. It popped in my head right away, and I thought of a couple more. But I think you get those amazing vocals from Mick. It's a great mix of blues and rock, which is what they're sort of known for. Uh, and uh, great guitar, especially in the last three minutes of that track when you listen it over. Great storytelling in that track. It's just a great track. Iconic, so yeah, I went sympathy for the devil, which is a great song title as well. Yeah. Um, this was the artist and the and the song that I. Oh, I, was it? Yep. Oh, so we're on the same. You nailed this one, Dave. Well. I mean, so again, there were a lot of good um songs. You mentioned some of them. I think you could put paint it black and satisfaction yeah. in that category as well. Yes. To yeah. Me, this was the signature sound of the Rolling Stones. It's an iconic song that they play in concert. If you're introducing someone to the band, they have to hear this song. It brings a little of the bad boy in the darkness stuff that the Rolling Stones had. Um, this was this was a no brainer for me as well. Um, like I said, I had most of the same considerations from you on that one. This was a great pick, by the way. Like I said, this was my pick, but Spotify disagreed with us. Did they? What's theirs? Painted black at nine hundred eighty-seven million. Which really? I don't, I don't have as much of a problem with painted black, but it's a you cool song. Cool song, but you mentioned the key thing, the storytelling and, and sympathy for the devil yeah. is, is really good. So That's, good. Yeah, and and 
I go again when that song's live, the whole audience gets into it. And the Rolling Stones, you know, the last 25 years, 30th have been a big live band. So I think you have to factor that into your decision here with that. I think yeah. for me, the writing and sympathy for the devil is so good because he writes it from first person. Like that's the key for me. It, it is so, yeah, it is. Yeah, please allow I'll, me to introduce myself. Oh, yeah. oh it's so good. Because like a lot of other bands that have songs about the devil, like Devil Went Down to Georgia, like stuff like that. They're always written like from the third person, like there's yeah. this person and then the devil's there. It's just so cool to have a song where like the speaker is the devil. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And, and you know, I, I've watched this song a lot live. They've done, and, and this is where Charlie Watts just excelled on the drums here. Mm. And this is not a heavy snare laden drum. Like, he was known for the snare laden Not a, but he was at that steady drummer that kept the pace going with this song, keeping everything together. It was, yeah, it was brilliant with that. Yeah, this was, was a great pick by show. you. Like I said, there was no question in my mind it was, it was Symphony for the Devil. Oh, God, that's so good. Um, Wow, I'm, that's crazy that we picked the same song and everything. Yeah. Uh, now, this one is interesting. I want to have a talk about this one. Um, You're this next one here. Yeah. So I went, and I, I want to specify very clearly, I did separate out Prince from Prince and the Revolution with this yep, pick. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't know how I Fair. I probably could have put them together. I didn't. And when I looked at Prince and the Revolution, and this was a hard one. Mm. I I could have went with at least three or four picks with this one. Um it came down to Matt Ty after he oh! and 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 you know what? This had the this song brought the Minneapolis sound with the with the with the yeah. Jimi Hendrix kind of overtones and it's mm-hmm. Purple Rain. Mm. Now the question: This is where I know this pick can get controversial because this main this be maybe a little more mainstream than the Minneapolis sound is. So okay. that's where I think some makes, and that's why I said. That's what somebody disagreed with me with this pick. Um, you know, because I could see people. I mean, the question is if you went with something a little more funky or Minneapolis, and what would it be? But again, I came back to this song and I'm like, I mean, Purple is so synonymous with Prince. Mm. Um, that movie is so synonymous with Prince. That song is important to the movie. Well, that album. And yeah. that album and this song has become so legend, legendary. How do mm. I put what are the songs that do I put when doves cry? Do I put I was let's thinking that crazy? one maybe? Maybe yeah. let's go crazy. Maybe. Mm. Um 1999 would maybe be the other one. Okay. Yeah. Because nineteen ninety had a, if if this was maybe nineteen ninety-eight we're doing this exercise, I might put nineteen ninety-nine. <laughs> uh but I still think this was the song here. Uh no, and by the way, Spotify pick. agreed with me on this one at four hundred and twenty one million. Um, but that they were it's very important. They were categorizing that as Prince and the Revolution, not Prince. That I was thinking. So I when I saw this, I was like, I was thinking maybe when Doves cry. But then I'm like, no. I mean, you're right. Purple Rain is far more iconic. Like people, know, I mean, it didn't have that like that Hendrix edge. It it gives you yes. That, that when Doves cry had more of a pop. Remember that yeah. song was written. For a scene in the movie where they didn't, they needed like a bridge scene, kind of, yeah. But and it was I a know, bigger. I, I, it was I, the most I, successful song on the album. What people don't really was when Dove's Cry was, was the bigger hit. 
and I and uh and the other only other song I was thinking of when it comes to Prince. Now I didn't um and I was saying Prince of Revolution. I wasn't thinking Prince of Revolution and Prince, but is Kiss might be the other one. Kiss would be but the it other was one. Like, mm, I don't know if I take a, it over it, it, Purple Rain though. That was the thing. I don't know if I take it over Purple Rain. It had a funky sound to it in a lot of ways. That was a little more of an offshoot of the Minneapolis sound. You, yeah. But I don't know if I take it over Purple Rain or When Dubs Cry or Let's Go Crazy. That was kind of like no, I mean, clip. I think if I pick Kiss, the only reason would be is like just so ultra sexy that song. Yeah. And you kind of get that more sex with him. Yeah. But, but you I do. mean, it's tight. It's tough, isn't it's it? It's tight. I mean, like, yeah. like, like, but it's a great, it's a great pick. I mean, it's it is a no brainer pick in a yeah. way. It's sort of like, it's word association. You say Prince at all? It's a, it's a like purple, purple one, and you know, it's yeah, you know, it's become. You know, I kind of looked at, but then again, if I'm introducing someone to Prince, yeah, You're like what's Prince and I like? want him yeah. to, I want to get a. I'm probably gonna guide him towards Purple Rain, and as yes. much as I would say, let's go crazy and and Love Does Cry are really good songs. This is more. This is more representative if you want to go broader with Prince. Yep. And then no, I mean, if you watch the Matt, if you watch the the Prince show when Matt Ty just dissects this song, he does like no one else has ever dissected it. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Matt Ty, by the way. Yeah. Oh, so, hey. Way, yeah, it's gonna change for me. Spotify's gonna start disagreeing with me on stuff. So it's I just I just kind of I kind of went with some low hanging fruit with some of these just to see what your reaction. Well, would be. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you could, like I said, there's, there's songs that you go, maybe this one, maybe that one, but really, I mean, it's not, you know, it's they're not. Yeah, they're yeah. My next strong. one is the one that's really gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I got so I had Aretha Franklin next, and this was pretty quick for me. This I was, see this was an easy one. Yeah. No, I picked respect. I mean, I don't know how you pick another song. I mean, you could. Chain of, Chain of Fools, maybe Chain of Chain Fools. Chain of Fools, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. But I agree. Na- this uh, is, natural this Woman, is the, maybe. Yeah, this is the one, though. But it's so, I mean, it's got, it's a great mix of soul and gospel. It's got the feminist themes that's going to, like, define it, her work. It's got yeah, grace. It, it's everything. I agree. Uh, it, it is, again, you know, you just hit it. It's become, you know, it's not even her song originally, too. People don't realize. No. Yeah. Was this in the Blue Brothers? Was this song in the Blues Brothers? Just wanted to see singing the Blues I Brothers. I think it might have been, yeah. I think it like, might have I been. I mean, like, I, I wrote down Aretha Franklin, and the song was, like, immediate. Yeah. And by the way, Spotify so, agreed with you on this one. $529 million. Jesus. Like, I mean, you could, like I said, you could argue those other songs, but, I mean, like, it's pretty... Uh, I the, the, yeah, but it's pretty it's pretty quick that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, there's other ones that are really good songs, and I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, Freeway of Love is a contender for this one mm-hmm. because yeah. of the whole pink Cadillac and everything. I mean, it 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 for, you can, but it's not respect. I agree with you on that, but I would put Freeway of Love up there. With that, oh yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Even though it's a newer song and it's a little less representative of a, I think it, that song's a little more reminiscent of where she came from, Detroit, and all that. Yeah, yeah. But it's not respect. I mean, I agree. With you. I would agree on that. Gotta love Detroit. Yeah, um, oh, cool. Now the next one, I'm interested to see how many songs you 
was this was hardest, this a, was a, a hardest one. one for you? This was a really hard one. I can um, think of a couple, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I had a this one. When I say I had about six, um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, this was Duran Duran, uh, and the song I picked was Rio. Mm, it's so, come up later in the show. Yeah. Um. So this was very hard because there were a lot of other really good. The, here's the problem: Duran Duran is extremely tough to do because they don't keep. They really have changed their style so many times. Yes. Right? Yes. Um. So do you pick Rio? Do you pick Hungry Like the Wolf? Oh, that's what I was thinking of too. Yep. You pick Planet Earth, which yep. is really good. Do you pick the Reflex? Sorry, Eric. Yes. It's a great song. Do I Johnson pick, would pick uh, Chauffeur? That's the one Chauffeur he was another one I think is worthy. Didn't have as much commercial success, but very, very reminiscent of an ordinary world. I mean, those are the ones oh. that I looked at. Um, but then I kind of narrowed it down. And I I kind of said it's between Rio and Hungry Like the Wolf. It's kind of where I came down to. Okay. And you know where it came down to? Hungry Like the Wolf did a, a video in the uh, kind of in the Amazon of the Rio album, right? Mm. So I said it has to be Rio. Really is mm. Rio really was the song that kind of put God, Duran Duran the map, uh, both sound wise and video wise. Um, it's a great song. It's a great track. It's a great uh, song. Uh, that that you know it's it's. It, it's Duran Duran, their MTV heyday. Uh, again, is it their best song? No, I maybe put it fourth or fifth, but uh, but yeah, I had this one as my as my pick. I don't know what you thought of this one, Dave. Well, I mean, I'm gonna save my real comments for uh, possibly the album archaeology segment, <laughs> but okay. um, yeah, the, so, uh, I know, yeah, let's hold that part off, yeah. But I, I was tough because I was. Because I I have a new music, a Duran Duran new music. And so I was listening to a lot of Duran Duran when I was doing my notes. And I was like, oh, do you pick? And I was like, which one would I pick if I had Duran Duran? Not knowing that you were picking it. And it's like, yeah, Rio. I was thinking all the songs you thought. I thought of Girls on Film. Girls on Film would be another. Yeah, Girls on Film. You know what? That's another like, one. Mm, is that? But Rio is just that, like, what I love about Duran Duran. The, my favorite part of Duran Duran is when they really lean into that, like, over the top, epic '80s like excess like Ooh, glam thrown Rio, in there. Yeah, yeah. Rio is all that. Rio is turning the '80s up to eleven, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but Ordinary World was I considered it because that, that changed. That changed Duran Duran. Who people thought of Duran Duran? They it it it, it, it was a monster hit. It was I think it's probably their biggest hit. Great That's chorus. Cool. Uh, love it. Yeah. Spotify went with Hungry Like the Wolf, by the way. Yeah, that, I can see that. That's a huge million. song. I can see it too. Yeah, I can see it too. That was a that was off Seven of the Rag Tiger, which I know you're gonna get. Yes, to Duran. I'm not gonna steal thunder on that. I but, yeah. that I mean that song was my first introduction to Duran Duran. Like when I first started listening to Duran Duran, is when that record came out. It was with for that song, and I was like, "Ooh, this song's yeah. pretty good." And despite what Dojo says, the Reflex is a great song, by the way. And he doesn't like the Reflex, does he? I love the Reflex. I love the reflex. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, I love girls on film. They have the like shutter shutter sounds that. Anyway, yeah, that like I, their first I time, saw I saw someone do a viral video of girls in Vegas to that once. Uh, on YouTube. <laughs> I don't know how long that got stood up on YouTube oh. yet. Is that their first record? Is that their debut record, Girls on Film? I think Is so. It? 
I think so, yeah. Oh, God, that song. Girls um, on <laughs> Now I'm just like... You could make an argument with that one. Absolutely, you could have made... That's another one I could have considered. That's seven. There's his, a lot of songs you could have went with this one. I still stand by my Rio just, pick, though. I still stand by Rio. Oh, yeah. I, oh, definitely. I think yeah. that's an amazing pick. Um, His vocal has not aged, has it? It's just, like, pristine. Oh. No, I I know you're not as high on the new song, but I, I'm telling you that's because he talks too much. He gets to sing more. But man. it's it's a yeah, it's a little it's a little different because it was a Halloween song they're doing. That's no, a Halloween that. themed album they're trying to do. So it, it was a little I'm different. Still, I'm still tapped into the record. I'm still listening to it. I'll tell you, if um, I'm a Halloween party, I don't think anyone's gonna be disappointed. Hit dance up macabre, yeah. Tribe called Quest. I'm like, well, I got Aroma Craft cigar. I gotta have. A <laughs> yeah, I figured you were gonna put one in there. <laughs> I mean, uh. Skip came on the show and did a tribe show with me. Back on the old jukebox, dropped. yeah. Yep. So gotta have tribe on. We're hoping to get Skip on again, by the way. Yep. Um, because he always brings the fire music opinions and he's very knowledgeable about music in general. Yeah. Um, so I went tribe. Now this was very hard as well. I think a lot of people would pick scenario. I did not pick scenario. Um, I picked jazz we got. Uh, and the reason I picked that. Is what I love Good about pick. the band. I like that pick, yeah. And about some of the East Coast stuff around that time, like if you look at the roots in that, is like it's and you know you have this great sort of jazz hip hop fusion which you get in this song. Plus, it's just got a great groove with great bars in it, great writing. Q Tip and Fife showcase their talents on it equally. Uh, uh, you have Q Tip saying the job of the resurrector is to wake up the dead, which is just the best bar ever it's so good yeah uh and yeah i don't know so i picked that one um i don't think it's going to be the most popular one but it had a lot of the elements that i think make them a great band so i think uh i think it's a good sort of uh track to kind of showcase them i, I agree with you on the pick but spotify didn't they had can i kick oh, it? No. Which yes, not, that which, was the other one. Yeah, yeah. That's another one. Yeah. I can see that one being a little more having the popular, but I, I agree with all the reasons you said, Dave. Uh I think this one was a little more emblematic of what they do. Uh I mean, it's a bit more it's a bit deeper. I mean it's still quite a popular track. Yeah, it's got that it. you mentioned that jazz and a hip hop fusion was really good man. And uh I that's why I liked I love this pick, by the way. I thought that was a good pick. I love that song. Yeah. Um Oh, Oh, so Skip's gonna listen to this, and I'm gonna hear it. If what he thinks, about. yeah, yeah, the, uh, it's hard. I mean, Skip yeah. would be a good one to to have picked that because he knows the band so well. Yeah, and It'd they had 252 million with that one. That was a pretty. What well, can I kick? It had 252 million. So, well, that's a good song. Yeah, it's, a good song yeah. it's a good song. It's a good one. It's it's worthy. I like your pick better in this one. I would agree, but that's not this what Spotify's is... doing again. That's what we got to keep in mind. Spotify. Yeah, but th- your next one's interesting. I haven't thought about this artist in a while so i'm glad that you put her on here um yeah um so i this one i did want to put i thought of the artist i said let me put this one on um the artist is janet jackson now i will tell you that this song did not even rank the top 10 on spotify really and to me it was an easy pick all right um i went nasty Yes. To me, um, that song uh, put, is great. put Janet Jackson over. That's what kind of made Janet Jackson from. Okay, she's a she's Michael Jackson's uh, sister who got a um, 
who had a, a hit record prior to that to, okay, Janet Jackson is a legitimate, um, is a legitimate, um, how can I put it? going to be a legitimate force in, mm. um, in the music world. Right. And I, I think nasty, uh, is also kind of, I, you know, I can see her talking about the nasty boys, um, yes. as well. Um, again, it's not my favorite Janet Jackson song by any means. um, I love what I love. Um, what do you call when I think of you? Pleasure Principle and Rhythm Nation a lot better. Uh, yes. But this followed up. What have you done for me lately? Which was a nice song, but Nasty just took it to the next level as a second single. It took her to the next level to me. Uh, but I think this one is like okay. Jan Jackson's going from having a hit to being a hit maker and being a force in the music world. Um, so I think this song really came out good. I love the percussion and the drums, mm, mm-hmm. and it kind of uh carries over. That's why I love Rhythm Nation so much. But I was Dave. This one kind of was the most baffling one when it came to Spotify. Um, and I just I'm scratching my together again. Hit was number one at 137 million. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I I didn't agree with that one at all. I, I, like, I something think, might I mean, be off with the numbers on this one's all I keep thinking. Yeah. I mean, I love your pick. I mean, whatever Janet's song you got to pick, it's got to be either off of one of those records. So like Coop's pick is off of control. Um, It's either yeah. be that rhythm nation or Janet, which was like, yeah, you know, I, one it of has those to be three. one of those three. Um, but I don't know about, but the other again came out like much late. It was a velvet rope album that came out. On. Yes. Which, I just have like, and I know I, I just had a lot of mixed feelings on that album. I wasn't a big. No, I love your pick. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah I mean, I would it, pick that song. Yeah. Yeah. To, I, what, what shocked me more is Control wasn't even. I mean, I'm sorry, Nasty wasn't even in the top ten. That's what shocked That's me. That's crazy. I could see some of these other ones, but this one, Nasty was nowhere to be. Why? Why is Nasty not on there? But but that Spotify, it could be the way they're doing it. But I was. I'm glad you agree with that pick, Nasty. Because oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that song! I remember that song. That's a great song. Yeah, I but yeah, I have I do have a soft spot for Rhythm Nation as well. Oh, because, Rhythm Nation, Rhythm yeah. Nation is brilliant. It's and that I, song's an absolute brilliant song. That, that showed just, me yeah. she got a lot of Michael Jackson in her with that song. But I mean, I think it's just my age too. I yeah, mean, when the when the stuff came out, when I was listening to it, it has a bit of bias in it, in it but. Yeah, and I don't think Michael. I'm not saying Michael wrote it or anything like that. It's to me, Michael did a good job of just kind of not staying in the R&B boundaries, and Rhythm Nation was just a great example of that. Um, let's see, what we got here. All right, this Go one I have. A, <laughs> yeah, this. Is oh, you, oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's 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 do it. Let's do this. I'm curious how you came up with this one. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. Okay. Uh, okay. Led Zeppelin. I picked yeah. whole lot of love. Um, tough one. Yeah, because the band goes everywhere. <laughs> That's the problem with this one. Yeah, this is like Duran Duran for me. Yeah, but even now, tougher. I think this was even tougher than, than Duran Duran was. Now, the reason I picked it is because I think it sort of has a little bit of everything in the song. So you have Bottom's drums, which are amazing, and they, so he's on fire. And Paige just goes crazy with a blues rock solo, so that's good. Because you got to have something blues. You got to have that blues rock. Plants vocals, great range, very rock, and a whole lot of love. Um, now, what the reason I picked it, because I was thinking of other songs 
I, I, you can't go stairway because it's just totally outside of like everything they do. So I don't think you can go stairway because it's like it's this weirdo like Lord of the Rings ballad. It's more of a it's, psych- like, well, it's more of a psychedelic in a lot of ways. It's like it's not really indicative of their blues rock stuff. So like we can't really do that. Um, and I was thinking, well, like Black Dog maybe or like Communication Breakdown maybe. Uh, and I'm like, oh, those are you know. But I, there's this also weird psychedelic bit in a whole lot of love. Like this weirdo, like he's reverbing the vocal. Like it's this bizarre sort of like psychedelic bit. And so I'm like, all right, that's cool. So it has this little psychedelic bit, which is really going to go blow out and stuff like Dazed and Confused and stuff like that. Um. So yeah, I went a whole lot of love with, yeah. with, with mine, which was hard. Yeah, and uh, by the way, Spotify had um, Stairway to Heaven, which didn't surprise it, me on this one. No, I just don't think it's million. indicative of there. This is where it's tricky, yeah, because the question is, what do you consider the foundation of Led Zeppelin sound? Because they yes. changed so many times. Um, do you, do you, I don't necessarily, you know, I'm not saying I disagree with it on this one. Um, but there's some there's one school of thought that will say, "Hey, Led Zeppelin is the sound we heard on those first three albums, right?" Yes. Then Which there's another, yeah, blues rock, right? Blues songs, very blues rock, yeah. And then you have this other school that kind of says, "Hey, Led Zeppelin hit that peak with Led Zeppelin four and yep. Physical Graffiti, right?" Yes. Yep. So you got Cashmere, and Cashmere, you got Trampled Underfoot, very I trippy. Say, yep. Yeah, I'm not as I probably. I'm a little more sold on your pick after hearing it now. Um, cause it, yeah, because it, because it, again, I, I do see what you're saying with Stairway to Heaven. It's nothing like like it's nothing like the Led Zeppelin. No, I, I'm I'm getting it now. Yeah, it, like if a, you play Stairway to Heaven for someone and they're like, right, this is what the band's like. It's a very good on. look. It's a it's a very good song. You should listen to it. But yeah, if you if you gave that this this I'm agreeing with you more now. I'm hearing this. If I gave someone that song who never heard Led Zeppelin, and then you try to get them to listen to a whole lot of love, it may be tough. Like what? It, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Are they hear like immigrant song or something? They're like, what yeah, is this? Yeah. I, 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 I'm now I'm agreeing with this pick. Yeah. But like, I mean, but conversely, like you, you listen to this, and then you listen to Stairway to Heaven, and you're like, huh? Like what's? It's like me. Stairway getting, to Heaven to me is just such an outlier. It, it, to me, exactly. If my two, like you know that that Seb, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Into the Outdoors is my favorite album, right? It if is. I gave someone Fool in the Rain or um, yes. or uh, All My Love, and then it's not in Black, it's the same as Stairway to Heaven. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, so I have to go back and say, yeah, I think Whole Lot of Love really is, uh, you know, more representative of Led Zeppelin. So, yeah, I'm agreeing with this pick now. It's it's uh, tough, I, though. You're right. I mean, they go so many different directions. Yeah, they it's do. Like, how do you... This was a very hard but... But the logic absolutely makes sense because it would be me saying stay with heaven would be as bad as me saying fool in the ring. That's kind of how I look yeah. at it. Yeah. Dif- or it'd be like, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's just it's just tough because like you said, there's 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 fans of like I that love the blue stuff and there's fans that love the trippy stuff. And it's yep. like, how do you how do you do it? Yeah. How do you do it? Yep. Um now the next one for you is like like a, a automatic. It's like you know, yeah, as automatic as you get. 
All right. Uh, I love it, though. I love it's on here. I love it. You know, it's a, it has to be this one. Yeah. So the artist. It has to be. I didn't even put notes in this one. But the artist is um, Men at Work. And the song is Down Under. Um, Part of why I put this one on is I've really been into this track lately for whatever reason. I, I just this summer I've been listening to this song quite a bit. Um, and when I looked at uh, uh other songs uh by Men at Work, uh you know like Overkill, mm-hmm. um and I'm leaving some other ones out, but I uh, you know I I gotta go back again. This is the one that uh that I would say is the one that you know. Look, it's 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 absolutely their sound. It's absolutely who they were. You know, Men at Work came over. And I think the biggest contribution you could say at Men at Work, and they're a controversial band because people didn't like them, right? But I think they made Australia cool in this country. They did. They did. They made. They made. They made it cool. Uh, you know, they have a like, "Who could it be now?" Is another one, right? But that's the uh, only other one I could think of. Right. Right. Maybe. But it was interesting because when when Down Under came out, um, and and this is maybe a little before your time. Well, you were alive. Came out like in like in eighty twos when this came out, mm. and then you know we were kind of there was kind of this Australian vibe going on in the U.S. Um, then we lost the America's Cup to Australia in eighty three. Yeah, was, but you know I remember I remember even I was up in Newport, Rhode Island for for those America's Cup races. A couple of them I didn't see the final. This song was blaring off there a, a lot at the beach and everything. Um, to me, like I said, it was. You know, Men at Work. I'm again. I consider them a one hit, out one album wonder band. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. And it, 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 Colin Hayes. You know, but I go back and I'm like, uh, this song is them. They, they, yeah. they were kind of like ambassadors for Australia at the time. Air Supply was the other band from Australia that was big in ACDC, but they weren't quite in that ambassador role that Men. No. So, um, I decided to pick them because like I said I've been listening to this song and I tried to go. Is there another song that can knock this one off? <laughs> no, um, no. And the answer was absolutely not. Um, there was no one that could knock this one off. And um, when it came to Spotify, they agreed with me too. Six hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. So I uh, mean, Colin Hay. I mean, American audiences would know this, but Colin Hay has done a lot of great stuff here, like solo stuff. Yeah, and he's really talented. But I mean. When you're looking at the band, like I don't know what other song you pick. I mean, you could say "Who Could It Be Now?" Maybe, but like it's not even close. I don't. Yeah, know. no, no, it wasn't. Um, you know, I, I this song was done by the Ringo Starr All Star. I saw Hang On Hey. The only time I seen him in a concert was part of Ringo Starr's All Star Band, and uh, Ringo did a great job on the drums on this song. By the way, he just really nailed those drum those drum rhythms down perfectly. And Colin did a nice job performing it, but some um. Some of those, the Colin Hayes solo stuff never took off in the U.S. So. No, it never, it wouldn't. No, yeah. but it, yeah. I mean, people, yeah. if you like Minute Work, I think you should check it out. It's quite good. I was a great song, yeah. But I agree, they they were the only album that I would say is um the only the only thing that I would say is um you know is that that one album they did um which is um business as usual. That was it. Yeah. They never, they never had anything else after that. But they had such an influence with that. So everyone, ta- yeah. Especially oh, yeah. Australia was cool in the early '80s in this country. Oh yeah. Um, I went with Bob Marley because I don't think we talk enough Bob Marley. I, so uh, I, went, I went Bob, and that was like, ooh, what do you pick here? I mean, Redemption song. I think a lot of people would pick. 
Um, I want something with more of a reggae groove to it. Mm-hmm. So I picked No Woman, No Cry. Great pick. I, I love that pick. I think it's a great. It's got a great reggae groove to it. He talks about social issues in it, about class and race, which he does for a large part of his music, really. is very socially conscious. However, um, there's a bit of hope there um, where he says it's going to be all right. And, and I think... When, when, you get more of this when you look at the when you watch the Bob Marley um, uh, biography like movie, but uh, he was a big source of hope within Jamaica, a big figure of hope of Jamaica and wider society there. So I think that that ray of hope he has with, with you know everything's be, it's gonna be all right uh, encapsulates that sort of like iconic status for him in his country. Um, and in general. So, yeah, I went with that one. Uh, the No Woman, No Cry. I, I, I don't like know that. if this is the most popular one, but... I agree with you. Um, the way I had to do this one is, is this was technically one he recorded with the Whalers. Yes. Uh, so I went with Bob Marley and the Whalers to look at who... And it was Three Little Birds, actually. Was that 800? All right. I was thinking of that one, too. That's a good yeah. one, too. That's a good one. But I like your pick. Again, I think I like your pick better here than that one. But I can see that one. I mean, I was yeah. thinking of that one as well. Yeah. Um, who do we got? Who who are you closing us out with here, Coop? Shaggy. Yeah. Now that I'm interested in this because you're the Shaggy. Yeah, if I'm, I'm the a... if I'm the Taylor Swift person, you're the Shaggy person. I'm so a I'm Shaggy to guy. See, to see uh, to see why you why you got picked this one. Um. You know, it this it wasn't me. Was this uh, a hard pick for you? Because he's done a lot of music. It was a hard pick, but. I go so here's where it can, you know because I love love me, you know I Real. love uh, I love a lot of his songs there um that he's done over the years uh you know love me is an, a great one that duet that was originally du- supposed to be a duet with Janet Jackson actually oh that'd have been awesome um but yeah when it came to Shaggy um there there's quite a bit as far as his Angels another one right uh Hot Shot you know uh Mr Bombastic I mean yes but I go back to an interview. That Shaggy and Sting did together when they were okay. doing that, co-promoting the album, yeah, and they were gonna they were gonna perform this song, and uh, Shaggy was talking about like how important this song uh, was, and he goes, you know, he goes, you know, I'm really proud of it. I I wrote these lyrics, and Sting turns to him and says, "You lived those lyrics." Ah. And I'm like, that's Shaggy, and that's why it had to be this pick here. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, you kind of think about it is, uh, you know, people go. I remember when this song came. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And it's a good introductory uh, song to Shaggy because I think it, it's a little bit of a crossover. Uh, and if you like some of his stuff, I think you'll like some of the, the reggae stuff as well. You know, I kind of looked at Love Me. Love Me was a little too pop for me, and a little didn't have enough of the reggae vibe to it. I did think about Mr. Bombastic as well. I think Mr. Bombastic would have been a very, very good pick um, as well. Um, you know, Angel, not I don't think Angel, good song, but popular song, but uh, not necessarily, uh, you know, um, one that I would say is, is, again, if I'm trying to get someone to listen to Shaggy, I'm, I'm putting this song on. It's a catchy song. And it's one you're going to really like. Um, as far as Spotify, they agreed with me on this one, $897 million. Oh, right. I would have, see, I would have thought that they would have Boombastic on there, but that's yeah. interesting. 
Yeah, it's interesting okay. because no one knows the songs. Actually, I call it Mr. Bombastic, and a lot of people do, but it actually is bombastic, by the way. But a lot of people go. I, uh, I love that song. When he's got a oh, the B side of of Bombastic is in the summertime. By the way, another good song. Yes, that's a great song. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And people gotta check out his new music. It's quite good. Oh, we it is about it. Uh, very very good album he's put out. Uh. You know, the Sting album is great, too, by the way. I, I hope there's talk of them doing another album together, and I hope they do, uh, because it was a great fusion of their styles together. So now I didn't want to go out with a safe one, Coop. No, but, this I, was, was, John, but I think, but I think Cash. it was right on with this one. Yeah, I went with Johnny Cash. Uh, how do you sum up Johnny Cash? Because now you kind of have to take the American stuff. The American releases he did with uh, Rick, you kind of have to like put that aside. Yeah. Right. Because it was like a lot of covers. He's covering Nick Cave. He's doing some really interesting stuff, um, covering country songs, but also covering, like I said, Nick Cave, Nine Inch Nails. Some iconic stuff came out of that. Mm-hmm. But I kind of put that aside because it's really sort of uh, it, it really is a, that all, that whole series of records is really outside of his career, really. I mean, it's sort of this different project that not really isn't really that I don't think speaks a lot to his career. So I didn't really look at look at those. Um, I picked Man in Black, well, because he is the Man in Black. It, yeah, a. this was yeah, and he talks about social issues in it. Why he wears black? His voice is great. He's got great country vibes. I mean, you talk about another artist. He started with like gospel and then mm-hmm. country, yeah. and he's doing like San Quentin, and he's the man in black, and he then he has like all this crossover success. Um, he, you know, he's every he, highwayman. He's yeah. iconic. So I pick Man in Black. I mean, what? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Ring of Fire. You could have, I think, would yeah. be an easy one. Um, or not easy one, but would work. Uh, that'd be that'd be a good one. Um, possibly, uh, Folsom Prison. Yep. Possibly, but yeah, that's that's the one I went with. How about you, Coop? Um, I agree with the pick. Uh, I would have went with those. I would have added Walk the Line as the other one. Yes, that's yeah, yes. Yeah, that's I would have added Walk true. the yep. Line. Would probably been the yep. other one, but uh, Folsom. Yeah, Folsom would have been in there. Um, you know, certainly, um, you know, um, I forgot what you just mentioned, Jordan Brank, what you just, you mentioned. Well, I was another, thinking like, like Ring of Fire and Ring of Fire, and would, like yeah, Ring of Fire would be the other one. What's uh, the number one? I don't, it's not gonna be Man in Black, surely. Like, what's, this was what's a surprise to me because it wouldn't have been on my list, but hurt. See, now, okay. Now, that's why yeah, I took out those American million. records. Yeah. Because they're great and they have huge crossover success, but I just don't think they're indicative of his it's career. A, it's a late, yeah. It's a, it was a post-hominous release, right? Wasn't that post-hominous? Those, those weren't the later one. There was a couple that were the last yeah. ones were. I think those he was still alive when those came out. Okay, when her came out, it was a lot. Okay, I wasn't sure of that one. Right, I was like, okay. But that was the whole American series where he had this reboot and there was done by Rick Rubin, and it was like it was right when he died, right around when he died in two thousand. Around then, yeah. Out. So yeah, this was pretty close. I, I close, forgot he yeah. died. It's only twenty years since he died. Yeah, but no, he. So yeah, so, but yeah, I I could see that because those were huge records. Yeah, but and they're great, but I just don't. I I didn't really consider them with that one. Yeah. 
No, I agree. I I wouldn't have. Um, again, that's you're not going to give someone hurt in that case. No. You, all the other, <laughs> no. But I think because right. that was a newer song, it probably got downloaded. Uh, you know, it got some, it got some, you know, got some buzz there. Yeah, you're not going to be like, hey, you want to know Johnny Cash? Check out this Nine Inch Nails yeah. cover he did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I agree with you on that one. Uh, <laughs> so, uh... so I mean, final thoughts here, Coop. I mean, there are people I didn't put on here. Like, could have done. I was thinking, like, while we we're doing this, oh, you know, Supremes would be interesting. Madonna would be interesting. I almost have Madonna and the Pink Supremes Floyd on. Floyd would be interesting. Uh, you know, we didn't hit. We didn't hit like Beatles or Michael Beatles, Jackson. Got him. Springsteen or Springsteen, right? Yes. Oh, wait, Springsteen canceled his tour for this year. There's some real concerns about Ooh. Bruce right now. Uh, health? Just, some, yeah, it's a, it is a health issue. It's an ulcer issue. But he canceled Ooh. this tour for the year, which is a big story right now. Yeah. So I hope he's okay. But yeah, we, uh, you know, there were a lot. We could have picked Sting. Um, yeah. We could have picked, uh, you know, Janice John. Diana, Diana Ross, man. Diana Ross, I kind of held off on In Excess and Tears for Fears because I think In Excess, yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, Tears for Fears. Um, yeah, I just decided when I did when I picked the artists this time, I'm just gonna leave them for other shows that will. Um, and I kind Public of am guessing we're gonna do this again at some point. Oh yeah, uh, because we like I said we only hit twenty, but yeah, there were a lot. Alanis came to mind. Yep, Nirvana. I think you know, Nirvana. Talk we just some... did. That's why I said no. I think some good ones to do are ones that have like a bunch of albums, like even Metallica. We just did Metallica, but ones with a variety of albums are really interesting to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Garth, I think Garth uh, Brooks would be an interesting one to do. Yeah. Really, Ooh, Willie Nelson. Willie, I, I think Ooh. I know. I think I know Willie's already, huh? but but no, maybe Willie's tougher than you think. Actually, maybe Willie's tougher than you think. So you'd go with like the uh, Don't Let Your Bass Grow Up to Be Cowboy or On the Road Again, maybe or. Those are the ones I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't want to give it away yet. If we, if I do it at some point, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's fun to do though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, for those harder ones, you really have to dive into and listen to the to the to the catalog to right. get a good I idea. Mean, yeah, and you know, again, like if I was doing this as favorites, a lot yes. of these would have went different. Uh, for me, your know, Gees would have been different. Chicago would have been different. Uh, Brian oh, Cash would different for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Durant would have been different. different. Janet would have been different. Shaggy and Men at Work wouldn't have. So, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. You know, yeah. So oh, we got to do this again, Coop. It's great. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do this again for sure. Um, like I said, I think it's a fun exercise. I mean, if you have feedback on these artists, let let us know on that. I uh, think it'd be fun. I, yeah, I was kind of interested how you and I approached it. Is the other thing. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, this. I, I'm sorry. Say you're gonna say something. I approached it as kind of like, you know, that movie yesterday where that where Dev Patel wakes up or whatever yeah. and like no one's heard of the Beatles. It's sort <laughs> yeah. of like that. Like if if no one's ever heard of this band, like what's one song you'd pick to give them a good idea of what they were like? Yeah. I, like I said, I went with word association kind of a similar thing. Yeah. But that's similar. Yeah. You want you. I went a little more conservative, I think, with the bands and the songs with this than you did. Yeah. So I think you took a little more risk with it where it was like I I had that one Duran Duran one, but you had a lot of those challenging ones. And if I'm going to do this again, I want to do some more challenging bands right now. And artists cool the game would be cool. Cool in the game would be a really good one. Cool in the game would be a really good one. Elton John would be good. Elton John. Good. You too, even like we were just the talking Clash. about. 
the clash. Um, Dojo would have some opinions on that. Yeah. It'd be no, I mean, I think too it'd be cool if like listeners wrote in with like bands for us to do. So like Yeah. You know, we're not picking the bands. You got other people picking bands and stuff would be cool. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, uh, yep, definitely send that in. Yeah, for sure. We're we're definitely What do you I have oh, oh, sorry, I was just yeah, by the way, there were a couple of show ideas that were that were submitted to us, just so you know. Oh. So I'll have to tell you that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. In fact, in the last week, both of these were submitted to me. I forgot to tell you about Ooh. that. They came in literally back to back days when I was busy, but I was nice. I submitted that. some to Coop via text. Yeah, yeah. And these were both sent to me by I'll tell you who sent them after the show. But I think they're both viable ideas too. So to let you know behind the scenes of the show, I'll be listening to music or podcasts, and I'll just text Coop like show ideas or email. Yeah, them. I sometimes do it too. Yeah, like randomly. Yeah, like ooh, we should do this. Yeah. Um, so I thought of that anyway. Yeah, we're, we're talking about other stuff now, but yep. um, well, how's the cigar? Oh, this is fantastic! This cigar, nice sixty ring gauge with a nice little taper, so you don't feel like you're smoking a sixty ring gauge. Yeah, I didn't know that was sixty. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sixty. Uh, it's got a really that, that it's a very Nicaraguan vibe cigar, uh, a good mix of, of spice and sweetness, but not overpowering. Um, I would say this cigar, which does have some age on it, it's more medium to full than your full throttle, like you may be used to with this. So it, this has a this cigar at least has two years of age on it because I picked up mm. a box of these in 2021. Uh, smoking fantastic again. If you want a signature Hoya de Nicaragua uh, smoke, uh, this is the cigar to get. Um, again, it's it's not as strong as you may think. It's just people have gotten a lot stronger since then. But it's it's a stronger cigar. If you're a mild smoker, it's not for you. Mine is good. about here? EMH is a good size. I think Skip's I the love best EMH, size. Yeah. yeah. And he, I don't know if he'll argue this with me. I mean, he may. He, you know, he knows better than I do. But the I I think his best size is a four and a half by 60. Now, this isn't in that size. But I, I agree. love his four and a half by 60. They're so good. Yeah, Bach Baca had one of those, right? I think every blend has one. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of them he did like for like events. Like he had an event box that had four and a half yeah. by sixty in all of them. Um, but no, EMH is a great size. The other thing with Coops with uh Skip Step is he puts so much tobacco in these cigars, but yeah. they still burn and draw really well. So the construction is. And I and this one's been sitting for a little bit, not two years like yours, but you get like there's a lot of flavor in these cigars and they're so good. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'll say this, you know, Crow Magnum may be done for at least a while. Yeah. Uh, um, because uh the availability of Broadleaf, he felt he couldn't get the right tobacco. I respect him on that. So he's coming up with a new uh interpretation of it's gonna be called Crow Magnum. I, I don't remember the name. Is that the Chrome- bands he was posting about? Yeah, you know, um, but it's Cro-Magnon with a Pennsylvania Broadleaf wrapper. Okay. But it's called Cro-Magnon something else. I would just retire the name Cro-Magnon. That's just me. But uh, I give him credit for not trying to, like, there's companies that will swap the wrapper and not tell you. He didn't yes. do that. He didn't do that. Like, I would have still retired the Cro-Magnon name at least, but that's okay. You can make an argument. This is an offshoot of Chromat. Like technically, Aquitaine is Chromagnon Aquitaine, from what I understand. Yeah, and he's got a couple Chromagnon offshoots. Like he has the Morian, the the Candela, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. He has Black Irish, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but no, the straight up Chromat. I love this. Oh, well, I better pick some more up, Coop. 
You know what's interesting but, uh, about Cro-Magnon, though, is he's done everything from a firecracker, which is yes, a three and a half by, by 50. Yeah. To a cigar. Now, I hadn't had the femur, which is the like the yes. 10 by 133. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had that, but he's you know he's done some big the sixty obviously and stuff, and he's really that's a a blend that he's really found ways to just do great impressions in different uh vitolas. Oh yeah. So I, I don't think that gets the credit it deserves sometimes. Um, but I said I give him credit for if he's gonna re- and I'm sure he'll get tobacco someday and that that brand. I mean, he just I don't think he'll be retired permanently, but at least for no. now it's it's gonna be probably retired. I think. The slobber knocker and the um, knuckle dragger are my favorite. Slobber knocker is like completely different than that rest of the brand for some. Yes, I agree. It it's has a very di- yeah, it's a good cigar. A knuckle dragger, yeah. knuckle dragger is a nice cigar. Nice short smoke, nice smoke oh. out. Yeah, I mean, I think the the I think the uh, I think the takeaway is that Cro-Magnon's a great cigar. So thank you, Skip. It is yeah. it is excellent. Yep. Um, and come on the show. Uh, and like I said, it's a cigar that, um, you know, again, if you say in Roma Craft, yes. I, even though it's going, it's so that, that cigar has made its impression. It, it, it's 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 Cro Magnum. Yeah. Oh, and, Co- and and Skip, you'll be impressed. I took the band off. Okay, didn't wreck the band. Yeah, remember Dojo? Like right. killed him on the bands. <laughs> By the way, I got an Espinosa band complaint. Those Seis Provincia oh. bands are terrible. I'm going to have to talk to Hector about it. I cannot get those Seis Provincia brand, bands off, right? They're terrible to get off. I end up destroying the band every time. Doesn't affect the score. I don't I don't score taking no. the band off. But it is a little frustrating. I got to talk to Hector about that. There's a lot of glue in those bands, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, new music, man. Yep. Um, brought to you by uh, Cigar Hustler, located in Deltona, Florida. Uh, a great store with a great humidor, a great lounge, great customer service. I mean, you can't ask for more. Uh, lots of selections in that humidor, including their own brand, Postani. Uh, and they make uh, where they make uh, what we just talked about, Nika Sueño, Skip Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the new Connecticut out, uh, which is getting high praise from many members. Great of the cigar. Coop te- the Coop team is very high on that cigar. Uh, various members of the Coop team are high on that cigar. Uh, but if you cannot get down to Deltona, Florida, you can go to CigarHustler.com. And you want to get on their mailing list and you want to follow them on social media because when the limited stuff drops, you'll mm-hmm. find out first. And they email it and it goes quick is what I'm just going to tell you. So they're definitely going to do quick. And in fact, they um they were doing some of they were, they were doing an event, I want to say, this weekend somewhere. Yes, I saw. Well, I don't know where it was, but I saw him posting about it Yeah. Um, on uh, IG. Yeah. Yeah, and did you see Mike Palmer's road trip across the country? He did a good job with it. Oh, yeah. Did a nice job with it. Yeah, he was just, you know, d- chronicling his journey. He drove, I think, from Florida to Missouri. Um, and I was telling him, like, like I part of that route was my drive to Texas, and there was a little bit. So I think that the Memphis, Arkansas area is, like, the common area we went through, which was pretty cool to see that. So but, what do you got for new music, Dave? Well, I got so Shufin Stevens, who some some people might know, he yeah. uh, has put out he's put out a new record. The record's called Javelin. There's a si- couple singles off it that are yep. out. So you are tired. 
is the one I picked. It's quite a kind of a throwback to his like Illinois and like Hey Michigan stuff. Yep. Great vocals, emotion, great arrangement. I love it. It's got all the themes you expect from him, like religious themes, death, rebirth. Like it's a lot of stuff that he covers in his songs. Very yeah. introspective. Yeah. Um, I think it's oh, it's gonna be way up there on the top fifty list. It's yep. it's really good. Um, so check that out. Yeah. Side B. Yes. Duran Duran Coop. Hey, another another they got another one. Black Moonlight. So like I told Coop, I didn't like the first song, but I was not going to turn off the record. I'm still following the record's release. And they got another single, which is this Black Moonlight. And it's a great song. Uh, I mean, is it is it strong lyrically and stuff? Probably not. No. Right. But this was but, part of the theme of that album. You got to remember, too. However, it's a ton of fun. It's got a great chorus. I love his vocal. His vocal is ageless. And this is what I want from Duran Duran. It's just like tons of fun, excellent vocal. That's what I like. Yeah, because you're getting, like I think, Dance McCombray, you're not getting, you got a lot more spoken component to that. So I totally get that. Uh, I think you assessed this one perfectly. Uh, is it is it an upper echelon Duran Duran song? No. No. It's a nice release. Uh, I'm, I'm happy. It's a satisfying release. It's got me more excited about the album. Uh, so I, I I agree with you. They, they've done a nice job with this, uh, at least two tracks in my mind. So so I am totally in agreement with you, how you assess this song. It's a you fun song. For that regular, yeah, yeah the, it's a fun song. I think it's the best way. It is it. a fun song. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you got a bonus. You got bonus track here. Oh, yeah. This is courtesy of my daughter. Right. Who um, she said, that, you know, she I've taken her to Billy Joel concerts. She sends me this video link. Right. A Fallout Boy, right? Doing "We Didn't Start the Fire." Okay. And I'm like, is this a cover of Fallout Boy doing? It? She's like, you have to listen to it, right? So, it's interesting because lyrically, it's completely different than "We Didn't Start the Fire." Uh, "We Didn't Start the Fire" goes from like the 19, like post World War II to 1989. Yeah, yeah. Fallout mm-hmm. Boy, basically, what they did is they picked it up where Billy Joel left off in 1989. They go to they go to 2023. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so and they do a nice job of keeping the vibe of the song. Um, they're missing a few key events. I'll be honest with you. There's a couple of events. <laughs> I don't know how they're not in there. Okay. Um, and the other thing is Billy Joe tried to keep that in a sort of a chronological order. It wasn't perfect. Yeah. This one's all over the place. But okay. they make it work. They make it work where you know what? You're gonna get a history lesson of the last uh thirty four years. So uh, just like uh, we didn't start the fire, gave you a, a history lesson like over 34, 35 years. This one's going to do the same thing. So um, it's a good it's a good bonus track. Check it out. I think it was a bonus track off their most recent album. It wasn't I don't think a, I think it was included on the bonus edition or deluxe edition. OK, but for, and for our boy, uh, they did a nice job. on So and Billy Joe blessed it, too. All uh, oh, right. OK, he was asked well, many good. times to do the sequel and he said no. He's not doing the sequel. Well, yeah. He's he's done his version, but he embraced full, what Fallout Boy did. So uh, he got the they got the blessing of him with that. Album archaeology. Yeah, and this was not knowing Coop's pick uh, because we got Duran Duran's song. I went it, with uh, Rio, the record Coop. Yeah, and uh, this was not influencing my pick either. Just so you know, uh, it was a hard one. I was trying to I, was t- I want to do Duran Duran one because I had them in the. New music, and I was trying to 
tossing up between this one and uh, Seven and the Ragged Tiger. But Rio, like the one you picked, is such an epic track. Yeah. That I had to, I had to do it. Indulge in it. I love it. Yeah. I put indulge in the neon opulence that is 80s pop in the best way with that record. I love it. Love that. There were like five hits off this album. So there's Rio. Great record. Hungry Like the Wolf are the two big ones. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'd say Save a Prayer, The Chauffeur. Yep. Save a Prayer came out on the live album, and that's when it got popular. And New Religion. Uh, I think those are the five. It was, yeah, this is an amazing album. Um, you know, it's it to me, uh, Seven and the Rag Tiger. You know, I always say Duran Duran changes their sound a lot, but they were close. Uh, and Seven and the Rag Tiger is really good. Uh, Union of Snake. That's another one I could have put in there. Oh yeah, that's a great and, song. Uh, New Moon on Monday uh, is on. The, we, so yeah, th- this is. Um, I think that Rio goes a better with the deeper track, so I give it the edge as well. Yeah, nice. So yeah, check out some. Uh, check out some. Uh, some Duran Duran. Yeah. You know, at some point, I do want to do an artist profile on Duran Duran because of their history is very interesting. Mm. Um, and one thing that I'm really attracted to by the new album uh, are the former band members coming back. So Andy Taylor is back on that track that you mentioned, Black Moonlight. And Warren Cusarello is on Dance Macabre, right? And I can mm. see the influence of each of them on those tracks, by the way. Uh, Warren took them in a different direction. He, Warren was a guitar player rep- from Missing Persons who replaced Andy. So, uh, so yeah, I, you know, it's the two, like I said, I, I like the fact they've been bringing these guys back into the, I think all of them were inducted. Like I think Warren okay. were both inducted uh, as well. And they both couldn't make it, but I think they did. I think when they decide who's going to get in, those guys got in. So, mm. and Andy's doing a lot better, by the way, that's a really, you know, with the cancer diagnosis he got earlier in the year, he's doing much better. They're saying. Oh, good. Yeah. So, Apparently, there's a rumor that there's been a big rumor. Andy, Andy Taylor and Nick Rhodes hate each other for years. Oh, they, they've been dispelling it, but there's you know they, that's what really contributed to Andy leaving the band. And and people are Nick Rhodes was the keyboard player. He was really the power force in that band. Uh this was it's really as much as we look at Simon Laban as the leader, it's Nick yes. the leader of that band. Um, he's just a little more in the background, but but yeah, he's the creative force behind the band. So. So that's it. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, great show, Coop. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's gonna wrap up this episode. Um. Stay tuned for what our next episode is gonna be. Um. And um. We'll have a date and topic. Uh. We'll put that on our social media as well. Um. Always catch up on cigarjukebox.com for uh lots of insights into the world of music. Dave's got some great content that's going on there. Um, and we'll enjoy some football and some music. And uh, in two weeks, I'm off to Dollywood, so um, I know it's a, we'll be ta- I'll be talking about that trip at some point later this month for sure. So I'm sure I'm gonna have a lot to say about that trip. But that's gonna wrap nice. it up, Dave. Nice, wrap right. her up, Coop. All right, that wraps up primetime jukebox episode 110 into the annals of history for this early October 2023. We will catch everybody. On side B. Take care, everybody. <laughs>